You're listening to episode 100 of the Comics Pals. We are a group of comic book journalists and friends who record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives. And Diana! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Marco, are you okay? (laughs) Why the sudden outburst, buddy? (laughs) If If I'm not mistaken... And it, like I don't know if you, I'm back. Hey guys, I've been um, shit, going. Back. I've been going between dimensions. I think, I think Marco is having wet dreams about Phil in a lost episode. <laughs> I Wait, mean, so I think Kale, that's where you've been all this time. You've been dimension hopping. I mean, I I took a little pit stop in Saskatchewan for a while. I was at a Perkins. Of course, for for a really long time. So, wait, um, is that is that the goal of your of your journey? Is to just experience Perkins in every conceivable dimension? Yeah, yeah. At least until I get to the one that doesn't have the chicken tender milk, where I will effectively kill myself. Did you run into <laughs> Canadian Wolverine? Three times, mm. would you believe? Oh. He mentioned that when he was on the show. Oh, no kidding. What a nice guy. I tell you what, that guy, he's the hes the best at what he does. And what is it that he does? <laughs> it ain't pretty. Well, it, actually, it is is—it is pretty. Yeah, um, he's, he's Canadian. I was going to say, is he the best yeah. at what he does? And what he does is very nice? It's, it is actually very nice. My question to you, Kale, is more about this wet dream that Marco's having about an alternate dimension me. What are you talking about? Well, you... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. mention you were uh, there was a version of you that was trying out different characters and uh, frankly all of them were bad but wait that's uh, weird i'm actually i've been thinking about that for our continuity i've been thinking about mm -hmm. listen it's been a hundred episodes i was phil for a hundred episodes fan favorite crowd favorite we all know hey phil shut up i'm gonna stop you Uh uh-huh it doesn't go well. Marco has a wet dream about it, and he screams it in the middle of the thing. Let's just let's move on. Yeah. This is getting as messy as DC's continuity. Oh, You're right. Wait a second. Oh. It's time for a crisis event, guys. You're right. I agree. Um, and I've got the Infinity Gauntlet, so I'm actually is this a crossover a episode? I'm actually erasing Almost. Kale uh, again, and Phil <laughs> and Marco. So fifty. 50- so 50% of the cut. Oh, almost all the cut. I, I made the cut, though. That's pretty good. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Diana. <laughs> Diana! <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Great. Guys. Uh, clearly, we haven't learned anything from the 100 episodes Nothing. that we have done. <laughs> you would think at some point we would learn to stop flirting with the sun on these wings of wax, but... We are all Icarus. <laughs> Alas, here we are. Um, <laughs> he's waxing poetically, as it were. Wonderful. Anyway, uh, it is episode 100. We're very excited to be here. We've got Kale back, which is a treat, as they say. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, hmm. um, <laughs> negotiations with Henry Cavill fell through, unfortunately. Yeah. So we had to get the real <laughs> Kale back. <laughs> you okay? Shit. All right. Oh. I just had a lot of flashbacks for our alternate continuities of what could have been episode 100. Let's, let's tell more jokes that people don't get. Um, so we're, we're, we're overjoyed to be 100 episodes deep. 
thank you all for listening and tuning in over these uh, past episodes, over the past, gosh, how long has it been now? Uh, two years, something like that? A hundred years. Two years. Oh, we're coming up on two years yeah. in uh, yeah. what? September? October? October. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys have been great. All the listens, all the likes, all the comments, all the interactions have been fantastic. I do want to share some statistics with you guys uh, that uh, just you know make us pretty happy with what we've been doing. So from the last year, from January to now, uh, 10,000 listens over on SoundCloud, which is great. Um, and uh, over on YouTube, 9,968 views. And uh, 921 hours of watch time. So that's a lot of engagement Jeez. with this show. Yeah, you guys have spent a lot of time with us. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, and we're thankful. And uh, if you guys are enjoying the show, keep, keep on keeping on. Keep on supporting us. Keep on doing the things that you guys do because you make this fun uh, for us. And, of course, thank you to my fellow pals, the four of you guys. It wouldn't be the same without any one of you, and I look forward to a thousand more of these. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm super appreciative of the of the fans out there for um, you know making us a part of your week. You know, um, you only have so much time, and you choose to spend some of it here, and that really means a lot. A thousand. We more can't of figure these. out why. I think I might be a cyborg in a thousand more of these. <laughs> he might actually develop the technology to develop a cyborg bebop and that might be me wow okay hey thanks for listening guys yeah <laughs> see you next week <laughs> episode 100 <laughs> so if you want to continue to support us as you have done so fantastically uh, we are on SoundCloud. We are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can get us on social media at the Comics Pals all over the place. You can write to us at the Comics Pals at gmail.com. And as I said, uh, on YouTube, you can leave us a like, drop us a comment, subscribe to our channel, share the video with your friends. Helps us out a lot. Um, we're we're working on getting back on there. I know we've been off there for a while, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be getting up there uh, real soon for you guys that that are YouTube loyalists. Uh, We appreciate all the support that you've given us um, over there on that platform for all these months. Uh, So, now that the sentimentality is out of the way... Back to business! (laughs) I do want to take a look back. Very quickly. All right, Phil, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to take a look back very quickly, but I want to do it in Comics Pals fashion. Only the only way we know how to do that. Okay, the only way that in disarray, the only way I know how to do it, because we could sit here and, and, and lax about our favorite moments. That's not what I want to do. Oh, I hope it's a buyer. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to do a segment that I like to call bad takes. Oh shit! Oh my god! So, what we're gonna do is, I'm gonna say a name, and I want (laughs) everybody else to say one thing that they can recall that person saying 
that was just a bad take on something that we've discussed on one of these episodes. Oh, no. And because he is the returning member of the pals, I would like to start with Kale. <laughs> so I love how instead of like like oh let's yes. look back on our favorite moments it's like no let's, this let's is look a back roast. let's roast of our each collective other right now. Yes. So <laughs> I wanna have anyone have any way. heat for kale? What's what's a bad a bad kale take that you can recall? Oh man. Okay, give me a second. I actually have to think about this. <laughs> The funny thing is, I totally thought Sean was going to come yeah. in hot. Like, I have a list. I've listened to all 100 episodes. I mean, and here's I, the I, dumbest I have, shit every one I of have you has that said. <laughs> for everyone ready. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, why don't you start, why don't you start us off then and let us, let us right, ruminate let's on it? Let's see. Kale. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> I like this bit. <laughs> Uh, Here's the thing. I gu- I guarantee it'll either be something that I've completely forgotten I've said, <laughs> or something that is so painfully stuck in my craw that I'll never forget it. <laughs> well, uh, what I have, what I what I have uh, to go off of is when you said way back when that you thought that Iron Fist should be Asian. Uh, that was a bad take because Iron Fist is not Asian. Iron Fist is white. Shang-Chi is there. He's cooler anyway. He is actually Asian, and we should big him up instead of making Iron Fist an Asian guy. Uh, that, to me, was a bad take. He's going to double down on that one. Well, it was bad when you said uh, it, too. I also made that take. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there can't be two Asian guys. It's, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think, I think, I think that, yeah, there can only be one. I don't know if America's ready for two Asian leads. Oh, no. right, right, that, wasn't, that wasn't so bad. I, <laughs> anyone got anything else for Kale? Mm. We're going to let him uh, off the hook that easy? I'm, I'm trying to think. Give me a minute. We did a hundred of these. It's been a hundred years. I'm, yeah, trying I'm trying to, to read. That's so, like a far-reaching background. I'm trying to think. Kale was adamant about like the way some kind of movie property should be introduced, and we're all like, "Kale, <laughs> no." <laughs> <laughs> it's it, I, the emotions there. I just don't know what it was. Dude, you've got thirty <laughs> seconds, or Kale's off the hook. That's what Damn. it's coming down to. I thought you guys would be ready with the heat here. All right, we're moving on. Kale, you're safe. Off the hook. Yeah, that, man, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. All right, <laughs> damn. Let's let's do Phil. Oh no. Oh, the Fox <laughs> the Fox movies are all better than the Marvel ones. Yeah, this one, that this was the The X Men is better than the Avengers. It's way back, way back in the early days of the comics, pals. Phil got on this podcast and made the bold and ridiculous claim that the Fox X-Men movies were better than the MCU movies. Of all of the things I've heard on this show, for me personally, that ranks in the top three dumbest takes. Worst takes. (laughs) 
That is so outrageous <laughs> that I'm wondering if you work for Fox. Well, <clears throat> as it turns out, I actually do. Um, <laughs> now nah, we know you don't because if you did, we could get a little Fox money. <laughs> Not with the company I work for, which is Fox. Um, now, see, I'm gonna du- I'm gonna double down because the reality is, Phase One and Phase Two. Yeah, the MCU is still inferior to the Fox movies. If it wasn't for the latest slate, you see. Jesus. <laughs> of these new Marvel movies, that would still be true. But fortunately for Disney, the last five or six movies have been so good that it's no longer true. Awful take. Anyone else any anyone else got any heat for Phil? Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. That one's still definitely unforgivable for me. Um, I I think I I think probably the worst take that Phil's had is that he thought that <laughs> so, Iron Man oh. season one was better than Jessica Jones season one. That That's was so true. that is that is one of the worst oh, takes I've heard on this that show. That is awful. <laughs> God. That's a bad take. That might that that's no, almost worse. That's so true. I think wow. that one really that one really takes the cake for me. Like the X Men debate was an entire That's episode, still but like... so factual. God, Kale, Marco, any heat for Phil? Oh, mine, mine was the Avengers X Men thing. Okay, Marco, me of all people. Honestly, honestly, every every I've intro. Got, I've got some other <laughs> Take it, take it. Let's go. Wanna, Let's wanna, go. What's wanna, good? What's good? You know how thirsty this guy huh? was to do an opening? He just went. <laughs> he shouted Diana. In a lustful manner. Diana, All right. Clip. So we'll move on from Phil. You guys didn't bring the heat the way I thought you would. Let's turn. Yeah, okay. You did. Give, you, give did. Me... you did. You did. Oh, I had the one. Let's, let's turn over to Marco. Man, y'all ain't got yeah, shit on me. Sure. Oh, yeah. Listen. Marco, Marco never talks. I don't have anything. <laughs> um, yeah, right. You guys not have anything from Marco. Oh, I'm ready. Go ahead. So every time this guy watches an MCU movie, he's just like, Nah, I don't care about superheroes. I'm Marco. Change my diaper. Because <laughs> all I'm doing is shoving crap out anyway. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think that's Marco's number one garbage take is what he says about superheroes despite <laughs> the fact that he has read and enjoyed oh, several superhero yeah. comics and that he likes that's the, Swamp that's Thing the main and despite his protests, take, he Listeners is a superhero. Home, listen clear. Marco does not think Swamp Thing is a superhero. Why? Because he he's likes not. Swamp Thing. No, dude, he's not. Oh, okay. No, you know what's Marco's number one garbage take from me, though, is when he had that string of episodes somewhere in the, like, 20s to 40s or whatever, <laughs> yeah. where he would just shit on Invincible yeah. just to get a rise out of me for no reason and tweet at Robert Kirkman and give him shit. <laughs> that is the worst So around take. episode three, Marco skipped an episode because he wanted to have sex. <laughs> it's not really, not really a take, but... <laughs> That's kind of, my favorite Marco's part. most garbage take. I'm actually going to jump on that one, Kale. That was, uh, it wasn't a take, but it was a bad moment. It was, I, I'm with you. Any any other heat for Marco? Oh, no, I think All that right. covers it. All right. So now on to Pete. Okay, folks, listen. 
There was a Jimmy. little bad moment Pete had about last summer where we were talking about Spider-Man. And he got real hot and bothered, you see. <laughs> because he didn't, like, he didn't like the idea of there being too many Spider-Men. We were talking about Miles Morales, and Pete didn't mean it this way, but it came <laughs> off real bad. So go on, go on. It made it sound like, I don't want a black Spider-Man because I like Peter Parker. Oh, so you mean it sounded like Pete was a member of Comics Game. <laughs> that's, that's definitely what it sounded like. And I kept prodding him and prodding him, and it got angrier and angrier. <laughs> and we had to talk it out after the episode. But it made for great listening content, I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a really, really fun episode for me. It's not like I was already having a bad day, and you just put a knife in my back and then twisted I'll, uh, it. Yeah, I'll throw on top of that. Um, and Marco can attest to this during the Riverdale review. Pete's got a a hard, a hard fought Here battle against uh, asexuals. <laughs> that is not true. It's, that is a gross mischaracterization. You sure don't want to. You sure don't want uh, the one character who's asexual in Archie comics to be asexual. <laughs> yeah, because he's not asexual mm. in the show, and I don't want them to just flip a oh, switch and be like, like, "Oh yeah, he's been asexual this whole I don't time." Know. That feels cheap to Kale, me. Kale sounds kind of. Gate gatekeeping? Yeah, a little, uh, little gatekeeping. Is that keeping? Guys, 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 I, I can't see too good. Is that St. Yeah, Peter okay. as a gate there? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Go uh, around. Uh, I, I, I mean, listen. I think about Pete a lot. Uh, nice. In positive ways. Because of that, I, I I have a lot of you know, I have a lot of takes in my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to just one uh, for the sake of this particular episode that we're doing here. Oh my god! All right, and I think I'm gonna go with the time that Pete was so angry about the prospect of Doomsday. Talk. Oh. Oh my god, yeah. That's definitely that was what I was surprised nobody threw that one in my face because I was listen, very much yeah. like, we just, don't need this at all. Pete, now it was Marco it, so. and Kale. <laughs> I mean listen. No uh listen. I That's still true. don't think we need it. I was need not alone that. in that fight, but Oh my god. It's, back look, to bad it's good. It's good. It's that doesn't great. mean we need it. No, I'm not going to double down on that one at all. No, listen, we were it's not over yet. Wrong. That's I true. was wrong. It's that, not. Like, but uh, it shows no signs enough. of slowing down. And the only reason why I, lay, I lobbed this one at Pete, even though Kale and Marco shared that perspective, is that Pete is, you know, Pete is loud underscore Pete. He's the one who really, really, when he's angry and he when he has that take, man, yeah. he'll defend it to the death. And uh, yeah. So I had that, fire in my belly on that one. <laughs> and I was I was dead fucking wrong. I've never been so happy oh, to be as wrong as I was. Wrong about, like <laughs> in about two weeks, the Venom movie. Okay. <laughs> he 
here we go. I was going to say, wow, I'm really proud of you guys. We made it through this entire segment without you making a Venom joke. I guess not. I can't wait. There's there's another garbage take from I Phil. I can't wait to that do that Venom's episode of the Comics Files. There's and one. And we do this segment again. And the bad take is, is Pete's take that Venom was going to be bad. Or... If, Dude, if Venom is right, if you I, if you review Venom like badly and all of us like it, podcast. that's it's over for you. That's it. <laughs> we're, that's gonna, it. we're gonna put we're gonna put Phil's brother on the show. <laughs> it's over. That'll be that'll literally be like I'll never ever live it down. If it's good, I'll also, never live that down. You guys will never let me fucking forget it. Especially well, if you all like it and I don't. Of, that's just I'm done. Th- that's true. I think that is, is true. It? Yeah, yeah. That was, it was when that movie was announced. Everyone kind of dunked on it, and I said, well, "Hold on, I think I think it could be good." That is, and true. I stuck by that huh. for two years. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Garbage. Last but not Garbage least, shakes. of course, is me. Lay it on me. Let's do it. Um. <laughs> I- I, I just had one actually. Go ahead, um Phil. what was it? Uh um um shoot. Hold on. I lost it. Go, 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 go. Give me, give me, me a I second. was ready to go and I, I give you the floor <laughs> and you just fumble the ball. <laughs> the Eagles would be so disappointed. Oh, I got it. I remember now. Okay. Um so a few months ago, a certain writer left Marvel Comics mm-hmm. and went over to Time Warner's side to join the publication known as DC Comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone on this podcast insisted that his take on Superman could be good. And I gotta tell you, it ain't, it ain't been good. Mm, and that writer is Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis, the man who speaks in nothing but questions. That's kind of a weak one. That's, here's, that's a weak here's, one. Here's the problem with all of Sean's bad takes, is that they're his well-thought-out, sincere opinions. <laughs> and so it doesn't really matter what we bring. He's not. He's just going to go, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I did the same thing, so bring the fire. Yeah, but but... The difference is that you have to be from Mars think, to prefer the Fox movies to the wow. MCU movies. Who told you? Uh, what? Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis is a writer who has had classic works. The idea that he could write Superman well is not out of the realm of possibility. So that's a bad take. I mean, that's a maybe, that's a fine take. Maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I have mine, and it's also Superman related. I, I feel like the, the worst take I feel like Sean has thrown out on this show... <sighs> He thought that Man of yeah. Steel was better than Wonder yeah. Woman. I was just yeah. like floored by that one. And it was also because I sat next to him yeah, and we watched it, it and I had to shake him awake like three times. So I'm like, yeah. you might have slept through all the good stuff. That. It's him liking <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises as much as he does. It's him thinking that <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2 isn't that great. It wasn't. <laughs> See? It wasn't. His def- his defense <laughs> of, of Marvel. No, 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 no. That see, that's that's ridiculous. I've said on this show that I'm a sucker for Marvel events. Sean's a mark, but I like that's the true. ones that are good. That's there are fair. plenty that I dislike, but I like the ones that are good, including Secret Empire. That's fair. 
Yeah, and I can't judge you for being a mark because I am also Anything a mark. Anything else, guys? Right now, it's Okay, what's your? What do you got? I mean, the only uh, mine are mostly disagreements with Sean because I hate every time he goes. I don't know. I I hate to to see a, a movie of a a character with a uh, different skin color than they originally had. A black Superman? I don't think so. No! <laughs> Stand by that. I would I would actively be annoyed by that. I, I'm surprised that Kale didn't go for the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, oh, Jim Gray's a celebrated okay, character. I completely forgot. His, his love for Jean Grey. That's a whole bad take right there. <laughs> I've loved Jean Grey since I was five years old, okay? That's terrible. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what about Cyclops? <laughs> what about Cyclops? Right. He's, he's a good character. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, Cyclops I, I sucks. Be more conservation <laughs> no. All right. Well, that's going to do it for bad takes. Uh, I always like it when we uh, shit on each other. That's fun for me. And, of course, um, I took the least heat because I have the best takes. So I'm... Well. I'm doing I, great. I, I, w- I would argue I took the least heat because nobody that's had true. anything for me. See, so. now, no, well, that's because the bit was just fir- was first introduced and people oh, okay. were well, taking time to boys, process it. I'll give you another chance. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to reopen the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll take a free swing here. Uh, no, but now that we have another, you know, I know this is coming up in another 200 Wait. episodes. I'm going to be paying attention now. We're not doing you know, this again until 300, my dog? We're skipping 200? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm that sorry, one down, I Peter. As long as people enjoyed it, we'll be back with bad takes. There you go. Well, That's the garbage take. The show itself, Us 5, will be back with bad takes like in 10 minutes. But we'll be back with the <laughs> segment uh, sooner than later. Believe me, we're going to talk about the Joker movie. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, so before we get into the news, let's do some pals pulls. Uh, from Kale, you picked three. I'll let it go because you're you're returning. Yeah, uh, we're not doing Morphin. that. I, I don't Mighty, know how many we pick anymore. It's okay. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number thirty-one. So this is the the new era after uh, uh, Shattered Grid. Uh, Marguerite Bennett is taking over the uh, uh, the the Mighty Morphin line. And so this is going to follow the 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 sort of uh, uh, ragtag amalgam Rangers team, um, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. Awesome, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that as well. Uh, you chose Thrilling Adventure Hour number three. So this is a, a book um, uh, based on uh, a podcast that is a um, uh, sort of a lie a live. Uh, comedy reading um it's this uh story is about uh, a couple of married mediums who who are drunk all the time and they hunt ghosts um and this is the middle of the arc but i uh haven't been here so um i, I just wanted to get it in there it's uh, from a couple of my favorite writers ben acker and ben blacker um very great series uh, yeah acker and blacker a- a- acker yeah. and blacker that's ben Acker awesome. and Ben Blacker. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a tremendous, tremendous uh, show <laughs> if you're a fan of uh, Paul F. Tompkins or um, uh, Paget Brewster from um, 
uh, what show is she in? It's not Numbers. It's not NCIS. Uh, criminal, criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Uh, she has some uh, very, very hot comedic talents in this podcast. Um, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, the comic is written by the the writers of the show, so it's uh, it's the good stuff. Okay, uh, and you also chose Doctor Who, the Tenth Doctor, number zero. The Tenth Doctor uh, should be 13th the Thirteenth Doctor. doctor. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. so this is the introduction to um, um, Jodie Frick. What's her name? Jodie. Oh, Jodie Frick. Jody, it's not Jody Hauser. She's uh, anyway. Oh, the third, guys, the, it's time to bring back the segment where Kale gets a name wrong. <laughs> it's been a long time. I mean, you can't. Oh my you god, you can't get it wrong if you don't know it. We're hitting all um, the traditions. Yes, you can. <laughs> so the thirteenth Doctor is the thirteenth Doctor found is away, uh, Kale. a woman, and uh, the the show is going to premiere here soon in uh, October. And uh, this is the uh, the official like introduction to uh, number thirteen in the in the comics. Um, so this is a really big moment for for Doctor Who and uh, Doctor Who fans. So this this Doctor sounds very unlucky to me. I mean, she probably will be. Oh boy! All right. Uh, so for Marco, we've got Man Eaters number one. Uh, is this, yeah. Is this by Hall and Oates? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> that was solid. Uh, uh, it's actually by Chelsea Keen. Bill. I can always count on Marco to get a name right. <laughs> and uh uh oh. Katie Nimsick. Anyway, uh it's basically it's uh, a new image book and it's the I think we had brought it up uh maybe a couple months back when they first announced it, but I like Image Expo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically menstruating women turn into ferocious killer wildcats. Uh, and it's supposed to be sort of along the lines of like a handmaiden's tale. So I'm really excited for it. I know Chelsea Kane, this is uh, her sort of year to come back to comics. So looking forward to start reading some of this stuff. Cool. And we'll be talking about her a little bit later on in the show. You also chose oh. Gamma number one. Yeah. And, and this one, this one was pure aesthetics but uh gamma one, gamma number one uh it's being written by ulises farinas eric freitas uh and the art's done by uh farinas and this looks like a mix between pokemon scott pilgrim a bunch of other just like kaiju stuff it's the the Description reads, Pokemon meets Power Rangers in this kaiju-packed mature parody that follows a monster trainer whose dreams of fortune and glory collide with his own hubris and the downfall of an entire planet. It is a story about betrayal and redemption in a world of bizarre, cute, and deadly monsters. So, that hooked me. Yeah, that sounds dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm 100% getting this. Yeah, I'm super interested in, in both of those books as well. Um... I forgot about Maneaters, but as soon as you shared the link to that, what was this Gamma. other book called? Gamma. Gamma? Yeah, I was like, oh my god, are you fucking Dude, kidding the, me? Dude, the Let's cover go. image looks amazing. Yeah. Who, who's uh, who's working on this? Ulysses uh, Farinas is doing partial writing and the art, and then Eric Fridas is doing the remainder of the writing. Cool. So from Phil, we've got Exiles Complete Collection Volume 1. Listeners... 
that have been listening to the last few episodes, we've been talking about the Exiles a little bit, and coincidentally, as it would appear, they're releasing complete collections of the Exiles circa, you know, 14 years ago by, uh, 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 um, what's his name? He did it under the Red Hood. He did uh, Green Arrow. Oh, huh. It's almost like you don't know a name either. Oh, I, that's fine. I can eat crow. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this was one of my favorite books as a teenager. Um, I used to always keep up with this one. This was a uh, popular monthly for me. John Winnick, uh, right? John Winnick, yeah. Thank you. Oh. And... Uh, I haven't read this book since I was a teenager, and I've had a feigning interest to go back and read books that I read 14 years ago, give or take, because I was really hot on, on, on collecting monthlies back then. Um, you mentioned this one when we talked about the books that we wanted to see collected. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, so it's very incidental. That's yeah. right. There you go. Someone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> they better keep listening, because there's a lot of other stuff I want collected. I promise you that. <laughs> start asking, start asking. So... Uh, Phil, Pete, and I all chose Doomsday Clock number seven. Bless the thing I nah, am most happy to have been nah, wrong about on this show. This. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what can you say? You know, it's been fantastic. We've all enjoyed it. We've reviewed every issue. We will continue to do that. It's a fantastic series. Um, I'm honestly over the moon excited for this issue just because the last one left us on such a high i think and um mm-hmm. it, it could only go up from where it's at which is crazy to think because of how good it's been uh and then we also chose heroes in crisis number one yes uh yeah we talked about this um what last week again yeah, i think ago. or maybe I think two so. weeks ago yeah but the new tom king joint um, really, really exciting premise, and, uh, and that's that's enough for me. You know, like I'm a huge fan of Tom, so I want to support his work, and I like I like the idea of you know exploring the concept of like PTSD through superheroes, and I think he's uniquely equipped to do that, right? Given his uh, his history as a uh, um, you know an espionage CIA guy. So, operative uh, CIA, right? Um, thank you. So yeah, I, I think this this is one that I've been looking out for since they announced it. So I'm, I'm totally excited to see what he does, and uh, I hope he delivers. Yeah, actually, a uh, bit of news on this book. It was originally solicited for seven issues, but they've upped it to nine. Uh, issue right. three will be drawn by Lee Weeks, and oh. issue seven will be drawn by Mitch Jarrods. And both issues are kind nice. of, you know... They're kind of filler issues, just kind of giving more context to the yeah. story. Um, but when you have, when, yeah, That's when cool you have though. artists that are that great, and obviously Tom King uh, working, you don't really see it as a filler issue. Uh, so, yeah, like if it's good, a filler issue sometimes the best ones. Yeah, so you know, because there's there's no pressure. It's just like let's just tell. Yeah, who could forget that immortal episode of Dragon Ball Z where Goku and Piccolo learn to drive a car? One of the greatest episodes of that show. <laughs> exactly, that's legitimately true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's jump into the news. Let's talk about Joker because there's been a lot of conversation about this movie this week. We got the confirmed cast and crew for the movie uh which sees brett cullen 
actually replacing Alec Baldwin as Thomas Wayne, which really, really doesn't bode well for the character of Thomas Wayne. Brett Cullen, for those of you who recall The Dark Knight, Rises, a movie I love, is actually... Garbage yeah, take. Uh, a billion dollar movie. <laughs> garbage take. Um, so it was bad. So was no, it actually wasn't. Transformers <laughs> no, wasn't. 1 was good. Um, so... I, I love Transformers One. Damn you can't it. tell me that wow. movie sucks. It does. No, I'm still I'm still on Batman versus Superman. That movie blows. No, I I don't like that movie. Okay, um, thank God. But he he was saying it was a billion dollar movie. I was saying it wasn't. It, it was not. I just shot from the hip on that one. <laughs> um, but he, he in the Dark Knight Rises, he plays the cop that Gordon talks to, who's kind of like a douchebag. And at the end, he ends up like trying to help, okay. and he dies. And everybody remembers him for when he dies. He fo- he dies in like a funny pose because Talia Al Ghul runs him over with a with a tumbler, and he just kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I yeah. do remember that. Uh, so it'll be that guy. And the fact that he's playing Thomas Wayne leads me to believe that he's going to be playing him in a scummy way. That kind of sucks. Um, the the big news, though, of course, is that we got our first look at Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. We originally got some uh, some shots from the actual set, and then we got a test screening video, which re- which was released on Twitter uh, to camera test, and it's very very creepy. Have you guys seen this? What do you think about it? I I thought this was go ahead, Marco. um i thought it was pretty tight it was um i think the way they sort of approached the element of horror was cool and the way that they sort of overlaid it the flashing lights you know Mm. some classic stuff that that made it like really really cool um the sort of flash transition into that character um and then once you know the sort sort of the the paint gets put on the face and everything or it's like overlaid on his face um, I thought it, it was interesting. It was a cool test shot. I think it was done well. Um, and I mean, obviously it doesn't give us any details on anything, but I think in terms of the way that aesthetically they might be approaching this movie, I was in line with that. And I think it, if they bring something like this out, uh, and I know I, we, I, I've had this conversation with Phil, um, I also just trust Joaquin Phoenix as an actor and... Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to this movie. Okay, um, Phil. Well, let's hear a garbage take first. Someone got a garbage take? No, I, I mean you probably be, do. So go yeah. ahead. <laughs> it's gonna be a shitty movie. There it is. There's like, the garbage take. There we go. Oh, interesting. What's okay. here, Kale? Yeah, why is it gonna be shit? Because it's it's a fit, another Joker movie, like. Who gives That's a shit? the first like, Joker movie. The first Joker movie. The first Joker movie that the Joker's ever been in. Try no, again, motherfuckers! You the first beat. Joker movie. Who? Nobody wants to see a Joker movie. I do now. That's not true. I mean, like I, I've been, you know, pretty vocal about my doubts about this movie, but lots of people want to see a Joker movie. The Joker's an insanely popular character, even though he's like over- Ed, he's the most two, popular villain. Peter. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kel, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say, um, I think the last time we talked about this movie, I very much was had the opinion of, like, it's nothing. It's not a movie yet. 
Like, we hadn't seen anything. We hadn't, because we hadn't seen anything, we didn't know anything about, like, who was the cast, who was, like, involved. Now, like Sean said, we know all that information. We got a screen test. We saw the first shot. There's actually an idea of, like, what it is and what it, like, could be. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that I'm looking forward to it, but I think, um, to both, uh, Phil and Marco's point, I think there's, I can see the makings of something that could be interesting. You know, I, I, I don't, I like Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. Um, I, I don't mind the fact that it's outside continuity. I think that is probably good for the sake of it being a better film whether or not that muddies the waters of the already muddy DC Whoa, shoot. Is another question oh guys guys i feel myself getting funkier whoa <laughs> oh oh do you guys hear that beat it's time for funky bill funky fat toys of the day it was in this month, 30 years ago, that the DC implosion happened, which I did not know about until last night, guys. 30 years ago, DC Comics had to cancel more than two dozen ongoing and planned series because of a massive winter storm. <laughs> Sucks. Oh, wow. So, in 1978, there was just a massive layoff of books, which ties in to this kind of masquerading of a sense of DC having their shit together because they don't. And so... Because that of a storm been, that happened 30 years ago? Yeah, we have a... That was a long walk for a short we have a new drink. Really. We have a new drink. We have a new storm now, and it's called Warner Brothers. Anyway, that's been Funky Phil's Factoid of the Day. <laughs> I've been gone a long time. Is this a thing? Did we all agree to this? <laughs> I, 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 oh, we definitely I didn't agree to it. Anyway, given that we just wasted our time with that, can you tell us your take on this movie? Who, me? Yes. I think it looks really good, actually. I, there's not a lot to go on, but there was a leaked script, that, uh, a leaked, not a leaked script, but a leaked uh, plot premise that uh, was pouring out through the interwebs. I read that. That was pretty interesting. Um, and I think this movie is the case study, uh, case in point to me, at least that anything could be good as a film. There's a movie that doesn't have the, uh, Batman in it. Um, and by the looks of it, you know, Joker has got to be 30 years on what Batman is age wise, because like I believe this takes place like this based off the way it sounds and looks. When Thomas Wayne is alive, yeah, and young, um, I was saying to Marco that it, Joaquin Phoenix resembles like a nineteen seventies New York serial killer with that haircut and his kind of crazed look. Um, he looks like a psychopath. He looks like a person that's willing, like just on the edge of breaking. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is. Perhaps the best active actor in Hollywood right now, uh, now that uh, DDL is retired. Um, his, his, his collaborations with Tal Tom Paul Thomas Anderson are just uh, some of the best stuff of the last two decades. Um, and I think this movie is going to have a real breath of fresh air in the context of comic book movies. I don't think it's going to be too 
you know, true to the source material. But if you're one of those folks that gets real touchy about that, the thing that's great about the Joker is he doesn't have one origin story, and this could be just one of many. I think for me, what makes it hard to see it that way is that this touches on it intersects with what would be Batman's origin as well. If Thomas Wayne wasn't in it, it'd be easier to, to kind of do that because then you wouldn't be able to place it in the timeline necessarily. Um, but to include him and to include him in a different light just seems really, really strange to me. That being said, this screen test, I can't, I can't get on this podcast and say it looked bad. I think he looked really, really creepy. I was ready to hate it. I really was. And when, then when I looked at it, I, I was like, oh my god, that's really weird. I had a similar yeah. reaction to the one that I had when I saw Heath Ledger's The Joker. And it's yeah, it's unsettling. I agree. Like, and I think it's just like, I don't know, It's it's got a weird tone to it that just feels like like you said, like it's it's unsettling. It's it's very like, uh, just kind of eerie, you know, and and weird, and and not not how we're normally used to seeing the Joker. And like, I'm I'm down for that because I think to a a point that Kale made earlier, like you know, and I and I dogpile on the Joker's kind of like overdone. He's played out. We've seen him a lot, and I think getting a different take on that character like could be really mm-hmm. interesting, you know, and like especially like it, it just. To Phil's point, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's so many origins of the Joker. Like, you can pick whichever one you want. So what's another one that just, you know, doesn't fit anywhere else? It's just its own thing. That sounds cool. You sound damaged. I I think... You sound like Daddy's Little Monster? (laughs) Thank you. That's (laughs) extremely disturbing. For the next hundred episodes, I think I'm going to try to be Harley. No, 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 no. It's okay. I quit. That character's been through enough. She doesn't <laughs> need your shit. Uh, I think that if this movie ends up being good and people like it, it, Jared Leto has like a case for wanting to leave the DC film universe because why give him the shit version of the Joker <laughs> and give Joaquin Phoenix like a really good version of the Joker? They've also talked about that a lot. Like, I know there was a lot of drama with him and some some of the people yeah. at the studio and stuff. And you know, like, you know, I think I think you're right. Like, if they have a good Joker waiting in the wings, like, why stick with this one that people were super lukewarm about? Yep. So I think for me, it's going to take some time to accept this. I mean, it's happening regardless, but to accept that it takes place out out of continuity because I'm so against that. To accept that it takes place in a warped version of continuity where Thomas Wayne is a bad person, that's going to be tough to accept. But if the trailer is really good, then I'll I'll probably just be on board. Yeah, I think I think for me it, it really is reminiscent of how I felt about um, when Telltale did their Batman game. Like they really like changed continuity a lot and kind of just like took characters that you knew and and kind of cast them in a different light and and really like crafted their own universe and i think when you have characters that are as well worn as like the batman and joker like there's room for that you know like i i definitely am often with you in terms of like wanting to see things be represented like as i know them but i feel like when you're so familiar with source material and characters like that like getting a fresh perspective on them and seeing them in like a different setting or a different light can can be really fun 
Um, and look, like you said, looking at this screen test, it looks good. There are good people attached, and I agree with Phil's assessment of Joaquin Phoenix. So I, I think there's a lot of potential for this to be something really good. And I so, hope it is. Guys, <laughs> the final take here is clear. Could be good. <laughs> Could be good. Marco, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say to to Phil, uh, Pete's point, like uh, the reason that it is interesting to me is very much so because it is outside of the, that continuity and outside of sort of the realm of what we are used to and sort of want to expect. Um, and I think that for me is where I feel more most comfortable in engaging in in this kind of thing uh, because like I. That that's the kind of thing that I, that I like. I don't like having you know those those pretenses and having that history because a lot of the time I don't know it and being able to see an adaptation I think is that much more fruitful for an introduction to a character um, or a reintroduction to uh, a character that uh, we've otherwise already seen. And like you have the opportunity to create something that's new, you know, from something that's familiar. Like um, that was one of the things that like made Riverdale different. Yeah. Right? Like it's not just an Archie show. Like it's like, what if Archie was Twin Peaks? And like that's kind of its own thing, and that's cool. And you know, um, I, I like, I like when things move outside of their comfort zone. When, you know, when they are so, especially when they're so iconic, mm-hmm, when they're mm-hmm. so established, you know. Because I have to move out of that too. Mm. Speaking of moving outside of your comfort zones, uh, we're about to move very far outside of our comfort zones because we're about to talk about Batman's dick. Oh. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. One. One. Uh, Batman. I kind of know him. Two. I don't have a mushroom dick, but. Oh, no. No. Don't conflate those two things, Marco. Sorry. No. No, uh, Bruce Wayne has not been with Stormy Daniels. <laughs> you don't know okay. that. What if she's Catwoman? No, no. no. Fucking, that's oh listen. my god. Podcast canceled. It's been a hundred episodes. Goodbye. It's been real, boys. So, Batman Dam number one is the first comic book coming out of DC's Black Label, which is their sort of more mature line of comics, and. uh this is a mature book. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> basically, in a very kind of off the cuff moment that isn't really doesn't have any meaning, uh, Batman sort of slips out of his costume, and he's naked underneath, and you see all of the bat junk. <laughs> um, it was heavily shadowed. It's it's there. It's I've got the, the actual book right in front of like, me, and you can make out all of what he is. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, make like out. you can. You can. <laughs> you can say that it's shadowed, but it's like there's still a dick like, there. And now, like, in the, it's, it's yeah. time to introduce a new segment to the show. Marco describes Batman's dick. Um, I'm pulling it up. I'm just saying, dude. Like, like. It's one thing to see, like, the outline of a dick in pants. Like, he's, the dude's wearing spandex, I get it. But, like, I can see his toadstool and, like, a thick vein. Like, this is very detailed. Like, this is a very detailed drawing of Batman's dick. I guess this is Pete's segment. I took it over. Margo didn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. You're right. So, 
obviously the internet had a field day with this. Uh, tweets flying fast and furious from all over the place. From, you know, Joe Schmo on the internet to celebrity figures. Uh, Stephen Colbert actually weighed in and he said on Twitter, I'm old enough to remember when it was a big deal to see Batman's nipples. <laughs> Obviously a reference to the Joel Schumacher uh, Batman films, which I thought I thought that was a pretty good one. Um, Heather Antos said, uh, it's been zero days since I've seen Batman's junk. Um, so, so just a ton of takes. I believe our, our very own friend, uh, Tyler Olson from the long box had a take that actually ended up on IGN. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. IGN did an article about it. That was just kind of a roundup of like Twitter reactions and Tyler led the story. He had two tweets in it actually. That's awesome. Good for you, Tyler. That's how you're going to blow up. Yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> they, were, they were pretty funny. Uh, the the first one was just like a, a reference to How I Met Your Mother, but I wanted to read the other one just because he came up with a couple uh, pretty funny names. Hold on here. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so alternate titles for Batman Damned, The Schlong Halloween, Batman Dark Dictory, Whatever Happened to the, cult, the Cut Crusader, The Killing Stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I saw stuff. someone said someone uh, someone said Batawang. I thought that yep. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Batawang. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, so DC. Oh yeah, that was that was actually our friend Rachel Conrad from. Uh, oh from yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's so fucking. True. So DC censored the mm-hmm. Batawang on the digital version of this comic book. So if you got the digital version, you won't be seeing that. And any future releases won't have it either. Making the first printing of Batman Damned a collector's item. Fantastic. And as a result, it is currently $45 on eBay. It's going to go up. What? Um, so I can, you, can, can you imagine like someone getting it graded and going, son, <laughs> Batman's dicks in there. Son, like this the funniest is gonna get thing, you through the funniest college. thing. <laughs> I have to wonder if uh, you know. I forget the name of the organization that does it when they grade them and put them in the behind the glass. Uh, the the comic graders, uh, you know, CGC. CBC. Yeah, CGC. Thank you. Uh, you know how like when they do that, they put like the the little like byline it's like the number of the issue and then like why it's an important oh, issue yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. it'll be like oh like first appearance of <laughs> batman for you know, whoever like <laughs> p- first appearance of batman's dick like are they, you know what i mean I like saw, i saw a very good tweet that was like you know what sorry i heard the audio there um anyway the tweet said you know what batman's dick looks an awful lot like bruce wayne's dick <laughs> you know i've never seen both of their dicks in the same place so there this is all fun and games but there is a more serious conversation to be had about this uh issue um and that is a lot of people are angry that this even happened um because a lot of people feel that Batman shouldn't we, we have shouldn't, genitals. No. We shouldn't we shouldn't sexualize him in that way. We shouldn't be that explicit in terms of how we display the character, 
that that comics are ultimately for kids and that that kind of thing has no place in comics. Where was this dialogue um, in the last okay. 30 years in drawing now, women? Yeah, so that's that's a that's a garbage take for about now, 500 reasons. First, hold on, hold on. Uh, there's, oh, easy, there, easy. there's some context that I want to add. Recently, over the last five or so years, maybe even less than that, there have been some controversies regarding um, content that people thought was too sexual within comics. Uh, there's the classic... Uh, Milo Manara cover of Spider Woman, if you guys recall that one, oh, yeah. um, and yep. then also um, Frank Cho, I believe, was fired from Wonder Woman for a cover in which he showed sort of her panty line and more of her butt, and he refused to change it yeah. when DC asked him to at, at Greg Rucka's request, and he was fired. So, just for some context there. Now, do you guys think? That the people are right. That we shouldn't have Batman or really any kind of legacy characters from DC or Marvel uh, showing that much skin. So, like, we already do. Like you said, there's already been all these examples of controversy and, like, what's the unifying factor for most of them? They're female characters. And we don't seem to have a problem with it when we super-sexualize them. But I feel like the, the that, that's even an irrelevant point to this because this is a book that is not all ages. This is specifically part of their line that right. is supposed to be more mature. So, so, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, Batman has a dick. I'm definitely... Like, I don't want to no, see him no, fucking, no, but, no. like... Uh, there, okay, so I want to push back on that. Uh, just the part about seeing other female characters in that light, because we've never seen Wonder Woman naked in a comic. We've never seen uh, Spider Woman naked in a comic. This, this is pretty unique. The closest we've gotten to this that I can know that I know of is when Harley Quinn was naked in um, Batman White Knight, White Knight, but she was covered up. Uh, they are re-releasing sure. it under uh, Black Label, where they won't cover her up. Um, but that they censored that, so this is pretty unique. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's like a one-to-one comparison, but it's like when you think about like how many, you know, like again, like that Spider Woman cover, right? where it's like she's in this totally skin tight out. There's not much to the imagination. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right that this is different than that, but it's not that much different than that. And I, I just don't know why. Like, I think if if this was, um, we saw Harley Quinn naked instead, I don't know that people would be up in arms I've, about it. Or at least not. I, I don't think, I don't actually think people are up in arms about it other than parents, right? Like, and... Sure. and yeah. Did, People that don't even know the context that yeah, it's a mature and, Yeah, like, and my book. point to that is, well, idiot, that's what you get for buying your kid a mature book. Well, there, but, there's someone who we all know that we're friends with on Twitter who went on a rant about this very issue saying that characters that are for kids shouldn't be portrayed this way well, even if it's a mature comic. And that's that's where I'm going to go with it. I, I, I tenuously agree because – Originally, these were, you know, children's characters. And, you know, they grew with their audience, for better or worse. That's not the only thing that grew. Ha ha. I, you know, so I don't, I don't care, but, you know, uh, it wasn't a mature title. The title is, you know, maybe it needs to be black bagged. I, you know, I don't know. 
but <laughs> yeah, I feel like if if people are that concerned about it, maybe making the mature logo on them more prominent so that there aren't kids or parents picking them up or comic book stores refusing to sell them to kids. Like, you know, I don't know what the branding looks like. Sean, yeah, it doesn't say it anywhere that it's uh, mature. Except it says it on the back. Um, okay, so maybe that's something that would be worth putting, you know, on the cover or something like that or inside front page, you know, whatever. Or again, having comic book store owners like warn parents or not sell it to kids. Like there, there are ways to avoid this issue. But at the end of the day, like Kale, you're right. These characters were originally for children, but they're not anymore. Like the Dark Knight trilogy is, you know, I wouldn't take a small child to watch that. You know, like there, there, there have been any number of Batman stories that have dealt with mature themes, whether they're violence, whether it's murder, you know, whether it's. Uh, like sex crimes, like those kinds of things have been present in Batman stories before, and I don't, I don't see why. I feel like this is a very American attitude, you know, that it's like this is the line that we shouldn't show the outline of Batman's dick. Um, well, or you know, and and that's where we're crossing the line. You know so, what I mean? I, I feel like that that seems kind of ridiculous. There's also, and I'm just gonna bring it up. Uh, I'm forgetting the uh, character's name, but. Essentially, Batman, there's Marco, Batman. there's a character that who <laughs> is consistently uh, sexualized, um, and her superpowers come from her suit. The moment that a piece of it gets, you're thinking of Stripperella. No, no, no. The moment a piece of it like gets broken or something, her powers go away, and she essentially becomes uh, a vic- like uh, essentially becomes a victim in that in, in that context where she goes from being the superhero, a piece of this clothes gets ripped and she just becomes sort of like a, a plaything for like a supervillain. Yeah, but and that's that's not a Marvel or DC character. No, I I know, but I guess I'm just I'm just saying like it's done. In you know, like she is at many times near the point of being exposed, if not being exposed, but there's this whole fan base around that and I don't think that applying uh, like so for me it's I think it's okay, right? For Batwang to exist. But, hot <laughs> take. But, um, for it to be shown, and in the context of whether or not this is for children or not, I, I think that you know you can make different lines. This has a mature title on it. And to your point, Kale, if someone buys it, and is like, oh, I should buy this because it's Batman and it's whatever, right? It should be okay. Um, <laughs> I think that it falls upon the person purchasing and and all that stuff, and 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 it shouldn't be up to a publisher to to sort of direct a an artist or a writer to exclude these kinds of things because at the end of the day that does become censorship and mm-hmm. f- these characters have have historically had issues with that and i think that there should be a point where it's just like they can be just stories but are using these characters Listen, I, I, I also feel like on the note I, of I'm just going to say this. If if we were talking about Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel, you guys would not be saying these things. I don't yeah. I don't agree. I think yeah. again, if it's an if it's an mature all ages book, like disingenuous bullshit, Sean. Like, no, it's not. No, it's it not. Is, you're telling me that if they put Wonder Woman's vagina in oh, in a book. Mercy. <laughs> We wouldn't be here having this conversation, or we wouldn't no. have a problem with it. No, 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 no. He was saying that we would, we would. Yeah, be that's okay what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm saying I disagree with that. Like I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with showing nudity in a comic. Like I think it's just you have to be clear about who the audience is for. You know, like I, to me, it's like if you look at this book called Batman the Dam, gotta swear in it, and think that that's acceptable for your young child. I that's like your problem. You know, like I don't think there's anything wrong with like like you know, Marco and I are big fans of Saga. Like there's plenty of nudity and sex in that. And like I think it's a matter of how it's being done. You know, like and it what is the purpose? I don't know what. Sorry, like, go on. finish your point. I, I was just gonna say, like I think it's like I don't know. Like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with doing something like that if it's not done in like a gross then like i don't I, i'm not offended by this image in batman the damned i don't think that there's anything offensive about and, it it's surprising but it's not like to me it's it's just it's just the human body and and bringing up saga is a good point just because the way that it's done by fiona is sort of not in a sexualized way like oh, the, I, I, I think, what no 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 like like in a sort of uh like um body body there's no body dysmorphation there's no body morphing there there is very much so it's a figure but it's a figure of a body there's no excess and thinner in terms of thinner waist there's no elongation of the neck there's no thinning of the arms that i think you said that people look more human. right that i think is what sexualization is more so than just being nude and i think that is sort of the issue that comes up a lot of times is that just because someone is naked and someone doesn't have clothing on that it is going to be sexualized but sexualization is the act of transforming that body to a specific like outside of just being nude it's also being able to transform to in not enhance but to make those things that would otherwise be offensive breasts uh butts ampl- like and amplify that and exaggerate those things so and you're that's saying where the sexual- breasts and butts are offensive they're not in unless they are exaggerated and unless they are sort of done in in a way that is counter to a humanistic form that's you like sexualization for that's that's right. ridiculous that that's ridiculous a, a character can have large breasts or a, or or a skinny neck and that's and that not be sexualization and also we're talking about characters who are larger than life wonder woman does not look like most women, so she's not like she's gonna she's, <laughs> she's gonna have different proportions than the average woman. And if she was naked in a comic book, but, I guarantee you. And and I, you know, I know I'm known for disingenuous bullshit on this podcast, apparently, <laughs> according to Kale, uh, who who returned uh, with it with with a zinger immediately. But I'll be the bigger man because that's that's you know that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, if Wonder Woman was naked in a comic book, the narrative about this would be totally different. I'm saying I think I think to me the idea of a scene of Wonder Woman getting undressed is different than like I think that's what Marco's trying to say, right? Like there's a difference between showing a naked body in a non-sexual way or showing a body in a sexualized way. Like Wonder Woman or Batman or whoever taking off their costume and showing them nude, right? Um can be done in a way that isn't done to sexualize them that's just showing the reality of them getting undressed right versus like and that could be the thing of like seeing them hunched over right while they're taking their pants off like seeing them like in these very human positions that are vulnerable that are like not you know them seeing them as this larger but that than life but that's how versus, batman was portrayed that's my point is that's why this no is he okay. was portrayed as a larger I, I, than life figure 
His dick is like you think in this is front street, and he looks like a god. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it, to me, it's just like it's just his dick in his. No, pants, it's not. You know, it's like he's no, in spandex. It's out. It's, out. it's, it's read the book. Uh, look at the book. Yeah, it's no, out. Well, no, I look. About? I looked. I'm looking at the image. It's because you're looking at the. You know, are like, probably looking at the redacted image from the from the. Uh, no, yeah. 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 In the comic book, his dick I mean, is out. He's naked. It's like, he's yeah, it's, like it's there. It's there. Oh, I'll shit. show you okay. right now. See, because I'm yeah, show me because I'm looking at the image and I'm like, it's just like his shadow. No, 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 like. No, 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 no. Look Where at his been? dick. I didn't look at the book because it's not on fucking the, shelves. The image is all see, over on. Twitter and the internet. His ass is also out. Here, hold. Wait, pull that shit out. Oh, yeah, okay. There's this big old... Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, okay. Oh, shit. I didn't right. see that yeah. one. Yeah. See, you guys Mark, don't even on the same show. We, were, no, uh, we just had an argument one. for 15 minutes and I'm wow. arguing with people who don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. I we're moving on. We're moving on. I haven't said my piece, and I okay. need to say my piece. Go ahead. I didn't listen to what any of you said, but all I know is Marco <laughs> said he's okay with Batman having a penis. So that's one thing. Second, we're not blaming the real perp here. Bruce Wayne. He gets in front of the panel deliberately naked. He knows what he's doing, and we're not talking about how he should have covered himself up. Pretty messed up. I think Michael Caine in Dark Knight uh, was right. He failed him. He failed Master Bruce. Thank you. I failed you, Master Bruce. I failed you. So we're going to move on from the bat dick. And uh, so the Captain Marvel trailer came out this week. It debuted on uh, Good Morning America um, with Brie Larson appearing on the episode and then showing it off. What do you guys make of it? I, I thought the trailer was it was fine. I didn't think it was particularly remarkable or anything. Um, it did feature Brie Larson punching a woman on the bus, so that was cool. I saw an article that was for serious trying to say that <laughs> it's messed up that the first ever. You know, Marvel <laughs> woman, uh, you know, to be have her own movie is punching an old lady on the bus, and how wrong that was. Yeah, well, like how dumb can you be? Like What's this is clearly movie? someone who doesn't live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I can count on one hand the number of bus rides I've taken where I haven't wanted to punch an old lady in the face. Now, how many hands? How many fingers on one hand can you count that you've actually done that? 16. All right. So, on one, on hand. one hand. Damn. On one hand. It's <laughs> a lot of fingers. Um, but the trailer was it was it was fine. Um of course it didn't have the 90 ska that Pete so desperately wanted. Hmm. But Yeah, it's like yeah, I missed opportunity, man. I bet. I, bet well, I hope not. Yes, it's right it's right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh? That, Wait, that, that, that ska music that the '90s was so well known for that was so uh -oh. popular. Uh oh, uh oh, right. It was. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. I uh, I'm with Phil. I uh, it was a fine trailer. Um, I didn't feel like it was anything special necessarily, other than the fact that it was Captain Marvel. But I kind of feel like that's what it was banking on. So I, it was good. It was fine. Uh, I've seen better. I've seen worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty much my take on it too. Um, yeah. It was a it was a trailer, you know. Uh, I I didn't it it didn't like particularly hype me up, um, especially because like this movie is still like a pretty far way out. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where like I'm sure we're gonna see this again, and it, it was cool to see it for the first time, but it didn't give me quite the same reaction as when I saw like the Entertainment Weekly cover, you know, where it was like, oh whoa, this is like the first real look, and now it just kind of feels a, like we're getting movie. more and. I think the coolest thing about it was seeing um, like the technology that they used on Samuel uh, to make him look, uh, you know, like it was the nineties. Like, yeah. pretty he, impressive. He said he wasn't blown away, and we all know it's just because it was lacking a certain kind of music. <laughs> Dude, if they if 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 no if fucking no doubts, just a girl had kicked um, in, like I'm I would have sure been all for true. it. But you know. <laughs> Like best trailer uh, I've ever seen. Ten out of ten. I um, I'm with you guys pretty much on this one. I, I didn't think it was anything, you know, to write home about. It's pretty monumental, obviously, for the fact that it is, you know, the first Captain Marvel trailer, and that's big. And I know that a lot of people, uh, particularly women that I follow on Twitter, mm. had you know reactions that were crying, they were overjoyed, and I'm. You know, like, objectively or, you know, we can put our feelings aside and kind of say, like, oh, it was whatever. I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for people, Mm -hmm. women who this is extremely meaningful for. I just got that with Black Panther. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. very, very pumped for that to happen, for that watershed moment for women to finally get this opportunity. I think it's amazing for that. Um but as a tra- as trailers go, it was pretty generic. Marco, what do you think? Do you agree with that or? Um, alluding to something we discussed earlier in the show, it was a superhero trailer. Oh my god! Get no, him it off was the Marco. Show. That is Marco. That is disingenuous bullshit. <laughs> 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 um, it was, it, it, yeah. It was. It was fine. Like there was nothing outstanding about it. Uh, the way that it was. I guess it sort of reminded me of like uh, uh, the Russo trailers when we when we sort of got them uh, for Avengers or something. It, it was action packed. It was pretty quick paced, but it, there wasn't much there. I don't think um, in terms of providing sort of uh, details around the movie. I think more so, if anything, it was just like these are the kind of things you're gonna see, hmm. and I think that's fine. Yeah, like kind of like a you know a nice little teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the the trailer did big time numbers. Uh, over a hundred million people have viewed it since it came out. Uh, in fact, one hundred nine, yeah, one hundred nine million views as of September nineteenth. I'm sure that that number has ballooned since then. There there were some pretty awful takes. No, um, really. And look, I guess everybody's entitled to their opinion, whatever. But there were a lot of people very mad that Brie Larson, that Brie Larson's Captain Marvel didn't smile more in the trailer. That she in fact doesn't smile at all. Now that's gross. That's one of those things where it's just like, do you not realize that you're like a walking meme I right wanna, now? I want to say that, it, like, I don't share that view as a general rule 
However, the Captain Marvel comic book, uh, issue one, I forget the writer, but it was a more, it was over the last five years since she kind of rose in popularity. On the cover, she's kind of like sure. got her fist balled up, and she, it, she's kind of like got a unknowing smile, like she's about to kick somebody's ass. Is that a, I, is that I, a Chris Anka yeah. cover? It might be, yeah. I think I think it, it might be. Um, Beginning you, of Civil you know, War, maybe? You know the one I'm talking about, though, I think right? so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm partial to that cover. I And I think that's where they got the higher, further, faster uh, tagline from. Oh, um, no, no, and, that's, uh, that's old Kelly Sue. Okay. Um, but in any event, she does have, like, this kind of cool, like, I'm going to kick your ass smile, and I wish she had displayed mm-hmm. that just because it's, an, you know, it's an homage to the comic. But if you think that she needs to be smiling and happy-go-lucky in order for this to, you know, be cool, you're ridiculous. In fact, Brie Larson proved that by posting an Instagram story uh, that was a, a Photoshop of several iconic Marvel film um, posters with the main character just smiling like an idiot on them. Uh, so there's one of Robert Downey Jr. just smiling like a buffoon. Uh, there's one of the Captain America the Winter Soldier trailer with Cap just with a huge smile uh, on his face. It just, <laughs> it just looks uh, outrageous. And I'll share that here with you guys so you can uh, see it for yourselves. Yeah, that's super Please clever. Please, <laughs> Please. Please, no steppy. Go around my gate. <laughs> oh my god, that picture of Robert Downey is so fucking unsettling. <laughs> it's good stuff, oh man. God. And that's how she trolled and clapped back at yeah. everybody who was kind of, you know, coming That's at her. clever. Yeah, God bless her. That's like that's like a classy way to respond. Um, you don't need to get down in the mud, you know. It's like just fucking troll the trolls right back. It's like give them a taste of their own fucking medicine. I'm sure this isn't the last trailer we'll see. This is the first of many, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a juicier one on the horizon. But this is what I felt. This is what I wanted when they initially teased. Oh, we're gonna break the internet. This yeah. is what I wished we had yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That should have been, like, they, they should have both been day one. Like, I understand why you want to split them out and make two separate news, like, booms, but, you know, I think it would have yeah, been mo- better Yeah, movie stills don't that break way. the internet. Right. Yeah, exactly. No. I, I feel like it kind of took the wind out of this, yeah. this sale, yeah. these sales yeah. for me. But the thing is, I, I never get super excited about these trailers. You know, it's like, it, like you said, Sean, it's really cool that it's Captain Marvel, but it's like, it, you know, like... It's it's so far out yet. Like I'll I'll be excited when it's more imminent, you know? When when it's January 2019, I'll be like, "Yeah, Captain Marvel." But for right yeah, now, it's too, like you're too it's cool. occupied with the Venom movie right now. You can only be excited for one movie at a time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh so moving no into doubt, No doubt is in that Pete. Venom. All right. Well, now you got my attention. There's some. There's there's <laughs> Scott and, and Venom. All right. Too. He, he made a song for it. That's true. That's um, true. So, a big, big piece of news dropped this week, uh, coming from Variety, that Marvel and Disney are looking to craft television shows based on A-list characters for the Disney streaming service. In particular, they're looking at Loki and the Scarlet Witch 
to get television shows here. I think I think that's really funny. And they're looking for A-list characters, so they're going with the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> well, hey man, I love Scarlet Witch. But what hey, I guess listen. what I mean is like, you know, from the taking characters from the films yeah, and putting yeah, them yeah. on on, you know, which is uncommon. Uh, when they said they were going to do that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we got Sif and Nick Fury for, like, one episode. Yeah, we so, didn't even get Nick Fury for one episode. Oh, we didn't? Oh. No, it, thought... was, an, it, was, an after cre- it was an after credit scene. Ah, oh, right, 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 yeah. So, this is interesting. Be- and the reason why is because this, this could be extremely expensive. Um, to even get one of them and pay them what it would cost... To get them to act is way different than what it costs, say, to have the Netflix actors, uh, you know, who who play those characters do their thing, uh, because these are these are movie actors. Um, and then, of course, if it's going to look good and feel good, and they're going to display their powers, that's a huge amount of money they have to uh, chuck out as well. Yeah, it's funny too because when you talk about like the the cost of the salaries and everything, like <laughs> it's funny that they themselves are the ones who drove up yeah. these actors. Yeah, like costs, right? Like Tom Hiddleston was a, a nobody until he was Loki, you know, uh, and that they made uh, him a movie star. Uh, a, a so it's, of the it's funny. In the Netflix show, are bona fide movie stars too. Vincent D'Onofrio is a very successful movie actor. He was in Jurassic World most recently. Is he a star? He's more known for television, though. He's he's more known for like uh, and, Law and Order and supporting roles. I would say, and, yeah, he's not like the main guy. Yeah. Like any any one of the Avengers has. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Has either been the main character in a movie at some point that that isn't Marvel based, or has been like the A one character in a movie that wasn't Marvel based. Well, Elizabeth Olsen. That's who I would have said too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and I would say a, a couple of like Chris Hemsworth. I'm talking was about right star now. before. Oh, okay, okay. Like new people, because I was gonna say from from the Gen One of Marvel characters, everyone but him was a movie star before they were uh, a, a superhero. You know, like granted, Robert Downey Jr. was like a fallen star, but like you know, Chris Evans had been in a bunch of I things am, before that. Um, several blockbusters. Mark Ruffalo and well, yeah, I guess that's again. fair. But that he wasn't did some even Gen One stuff because the original, like yeah. where he was leading, but he wasn't yeah. a superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but but uh, but even to to the point I made, I'm talking about the Gen One guys. He what they didn't bring him in until Avengers. Like Ed the Norton MCU was already was a Gen thing one. at that point. You know, like he was the big, he was, he was the biggest. Like, he was one a huge movie star for sure. Yeah, but I I don't I wouldn't yeah. do that because he didn't stick around. And Avengers, Avengers was the culmination I, of all of that. That's a fair point. No, you're right. But but my point was just that all of the Gen 1 movies that like only one character had to carry them, all of those people were movie and, stars. And, and except the, for the question was, Sean made the, the point that which Avenger wouldn't, wouldn't be considered a leading actor in a major motion picture. Um, I said Elizabeth Olsen. Um yeah. Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Mackie. He's still supporting. It, he's, he, is he a member of the yeah, Avengers? Like, yes, I don't yes, think so. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. He's totally a, yeah. like that whole point of Civil War is that Cap's group, the, the, before that, they were the Avengers. That's how uh, Age of Ultron ended. It's like, this is the new Avengers. Okay. Um, 
again, we're, we're casting a wider net, right? Originally, we were talking about, like, the OG Avengers, but, like, there are a few other, but to your larger point, almost every leading, because Anthony Mackie might be an Avenger, he's not a leader, leading character, there's no Falcon movie, he's been a supporting character in every movie he's been in. Every lead Avenger, except for, again, I guess Mark Ruffalo, but even him is kind of a supporting character, They've all been movie stars. Well, in any event, we're getting now we're, we're pretty actor. in the weeds with this subject. Um, that's okay. The, Sorry. So the, the point <laughs> is that this could be a very costly thing. They're talking about six to eight episodes. They're talking about Kevin Feige being very hands-on with this, treating them like they're movies. That all sounds great. And this, to me, is the only way that I personally support this idea. Because... We we did an episode probably 50 episodes ago where I said that I would not want to see a, a Spider-Man television show. That I thought it would be awful. On oh, yeah, there was a bad take. No, I, I completely <laughs> there is disagree. A bad take. I think that this is the only way to do that. Because if, if Disney and Marvel are saying they're going to have Tom Holland, they're going to have Kevin Feige, it's going to be six to eight episodes, and it's going to have a big budget, I'm all in. But I don't want to see a yeah. daredevil budget Spider-Man show. It'll suck. I stand by that. I, I remember this. I think I think everyone ganged up on me in that episode. It was a three. No, two. I was, was on three your team. Two. Got it. Um, yeah. yeah, let's find out where it goes. But they're doing uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and um, Loki. Those are the not excited about that those was the characters. other half of this that I wanted to talk about. What do you guys think about the selection? I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you what, there's They're a huge fine, for Loki. But... Sure. I, I, yeah. For Scarlet Witch, um, they, would have to, they would have to work on it. Like I, but I think they could make it something real good. Like uh, I said in our uh, Infinity War review, I, I, I would have really liked to have seen something between Civil War and, and Infinity War with just the Vision and, and uh, the Scarlet Witch. So. Now... That would be cool. To that point, yeah, Kale, if they that. had had a show out at that point, a, could you imagine yeah. how good yeah. of that Vision really Scarlet Witch Mini could have been? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been fucking, that would have done huge numbers too. Like in the lead up when everybody was just so high on Infinity well, War, now it's like a prequel, right? So it's like, not to say that it wouldn't be cool, well, but at that the, time, that would have been, that would have been the way to sell that the, fucking well, streaming service, that I'll tell you what. Everyone's complaint with Infinity War Everyone's caveat is they thought Scarlet Witch and Vision wasn't that whole subplot wasn't earned because you know they did they didn't give it a ton of yeah. screen time and how could they? But right, of course, there wasn't that much space. But if you have a show uh, that kind of actually develops those characters, I think people are more invested at that point because the thing about Infinity War yeah. is everyone that movie has earned everyone's trust with most of the characters in that movie. And the ones that you don't know, like Thanos, you learn that character in that movie. Uh, that movie like mm-hmm. builds on that trust that the audience knows these characters. Uh, the only two characters that you really don't know a ton about and don't really develop on is Scarlet Witch and Vision because they just haven't really had an opportunity to do so. But the show would have permitted that opportunity, I think. Now, that is a great idea. And it leads into a question that I have for you guys. Whoa. Oh, what kind of question? Would, is, this, would uh, you, is it a random would question? Would you say that the question... Ooh. Oh, Thunder Stolen. Kill. 
You know, man, 100 episodes, you only be more time. It sounded really interesting. I think it's a random question of the week. Oh, this might be something we could do for the next 100 episodes. I think that on the 100th episode, tradition matters, and I want Pete to lay it down. I think it's a random question of the week! Guys, I think I'm sterile now. Damn. Good. That is that is the most positive thing I've achieved on this show then. Sterilized. Uh it wouldn't be an episode of the Comics Pals without a random question of the week. And this week I want to ask you guys what characters would you prefer to see? What one character would you prefer to see get a live action television series? They have to be from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have to already Damn. be there. And uh they have to that, that's that's the only caveat. They just have to already be there. For me, it's easy. It's Spider-Man. Like, I know that's an easy answer because he's, like, my favorite Marvel character. But I made the case on the other episode. I think Spider-Man lends himself to episodic stories more than film, you know? Um, and not to say that there's no, no way to do good Spider-Man movies. There have been a few of them. Um, I would love to see a series that focused on, like, friendly neighborhood stuff. Like, if it was literally called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and it's him dealing with, like, small-scale shit as opposed to the movies where it's maybe a little bit larger, right? Like, in in Homecoming, he stops a plane from stealing a bunch of illegal tech and crashes it, all that kind of stuff. This could be a show that's more focused on him dealing with, like, you know, like a small-time villain, like somebody like, you know, not shocker right or or not maybe not kingpin tombstone. but maybe somebody like um what? like tombstone <laughs> what, jinx what should I, that uh, that's episode two yeah there you go um but again right like dealing with the relationship stuff like him like you know like dating mary jane or getting to know gwen stacy or some character like that or, or whatever like or him getting his first internship at the daily bugle like there's room for you to do shit like that that isn't so Oh, I'm I'm trying to be yeah. an Avenger, you know, and I'm I'm more interested in stories like that about Spider-Man, and I think a, a show like that where you're doing an episodic format uh, is perfect for that. You know, you could have him doing a lot of stuff in school and exploring a lot of the stuff that we only kind of got peaks of in in the film. And I don't think that they're going to focus on in the next one because why would they? You know, like you don't have time to do the daily kind of shit. You know, and uh, they're those are some of the best Spider-Man stories in my opinion. So I I think even if they did like a prequel to Homecoming, Homecoming, like before he gets to know Iron Man, where it's him like bopping around figuring it out, like that could be cool, you All know? Right. Uh, Kale, uh, I don't think this is even uh, it's even less landmark of an answer than than Spider Man, but I would say Hawkeye. I think yeah, huh? uh, that's yeah, a great that that fraction run. Yeah, yeah. Anyone anyone but Jer- Jeremy Renner. Would uh, would sell that for me hard. Hmm. I think that yeah, I think that's a good. That's Alex a good Jones is Hawkeye. <laughs> God, would, that'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Suffice to say, it would be interesting. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, Phil, do you have a take? Huh. Um, I think that. I think I'd really like to see an adaptation of Canadian Wolverine. That's fantastic, except that he's not a member of the MCU. Oh, oh one day soon, brother. I think I think it's brother. only a matter of, <laughs> It's only a matter of time. Oh, is that Kale? Kale's here, eh? Oh, hey, I saw Wolverine. you at the Perkins. 
I gotta, you gotta leave eventually, you know? You gotta settle the tab. <laughs> oh, you ate a chicken <laughs> melt every day there, brother! I ate three of them. <laughs> three square! Well, we'll have to share a bush later. Anyway, I gotta go. Nice seeing ya! Oh, well, maybe not well, him. Yeah. Cool, so if we don't get through this random question soon... Um, uh, I Matt's, guess. four-hour episode. Yeah, Matt. Matt's uh, post on Instagram will be correct. We will have that four-hour episode, hmm. so let's wrap this up. I think I'd like to see... I would like to see a Captain America show, but take place during World War II. Hmm. Wow. Because huh, we got okay. a lot of uh, montages in the first Avenger. And that was a complaint a lot of people had with that movie. And it'd be nice if you actually stopped and kind of did the story of Captain America and his ragtag group, Bucky, uh, during the actual Second World War against Hydra and the Red Skull. And I think there's a story there. Captain. Call it Cap and the Howling Commandos. (laughs) (laughs) It could be there too, actually. Yeah. Oh, dude, yes. Like, at least for, like, a cameo? Like, yeah. Cap's oh, I'd love light. that. He's like, it's cold out. Wolverine's like, oh, you should see what it's like in the Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> Marco. I, 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 vision, but like, that's not. Damn, yeah. You could do that. Like, you, you can, but I don't know. I, I feel like vision. I'm just going to go with vision. I'll, I'll do that. I was trying to find another one. I was thinking Moon Knight, but he's not there. Vision's for me, I think. If anything, Dude. adapting it to something like the Tom King run if they if they if they could but uh straight up a Moon Knight show would be I'd fire, with that dude yeah all right uh this is tough this is really tough i'm inclined to say captain america but uh mm. since phil already took that i really i really would love to see a tony stark iron man show where the show's more about Tony than it is about Iron Man. I kind of want to see him dealing with like, mm. you know, some corporate espionage type problem. And oh, you know, how uh, do I ruin people's lives today? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Should I take this military contract or that one? That's actually where. <laughs> that's where I feel the 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 comic book version of Ghost, the villain, would have been fantastic. Uh, and obviously okay, that yeah. can't happen anymore. But uh, there are so many great Iron Man villains who are just industrialists who get a suit or they hire someone or whatever. And I think there's a lot of room there to play. And I, I would love to see Robert Downey Jr. have to carry like six to eight episodes of a television show where he's playing Tony. I think that'd be interesting. You could have a scene where Henry sure. Wilson Fisk are negotiating and they can see whether or not Tony has vision or not. Well, Tony does have a vision. There you go, Marco. Da 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 da. Pow! <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Pete's favorite movie. Oh, are uh, they making let's... a Miles Morales movie? They are. <laughs> They are, and I'm actually really excited for it. So, jokes on you, bitch. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Not that movie. We're actually going to talk about Venom. Yes! The heavens are aligning! Yes, because... You do this to me on this, the day of my yeah. 100th episode. <laughs> that's, the, that's the perfect day. 100%. Uh, 
Uh, so Marvel Comics has announced that they will be releasing a tie-in comic to the Venom movie that will actually be sold at AMC theaters and oh. released online. Wow. Uh, so it's a one-shot that's a prequel, as I said, written by Sean Ryan with art by Zyman Kudrasinski. Uh, Kudransky, actually. And it's going to be an official prequel. Um, you will get it for free if you purchase opening weekend tickets to see Venom at an AMC theater. Uh, the book will also be available, is actually already available digitally as of September 14th. Um, the reason why I included this is just because, you know, on every every five to ten episodes of this show, we talk about sort of ways for the big two to spruce up the industry and get more word out about comics. And to me, this is exactly what we've talked about. Oh, yeah. This is fucking brilliant. Do you guys remember when they put out Avengers um, and they had that Avengers Assemble comic that was like the yes. actual movie team? Like, nope. that that would have been perfect for something like this. You know? Um, this is a brilliant idea. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the kind of things they should be doing. Yeah, I think it uh, – because I was going to ask if it had already been released because if they were going to do it like the day of, I think that would be kind of sort of – counterintuitive but I, since it's been out already i think it gives people the time to read up on that stuff and if anything something that would have been ideally if they want to make this into a franchise and uh have a sequel it would be interesting to provide them with the comic at the movie theater but have it be a sort of epilogue or uh, a story that continues what just came out of the movie to potentially lead into uh the second movie and that will at least have you sort of be read the read the comic and then be like oh this is kind of cool like and then at the back of the the lit the the cover or something can be like where else can you find more venom books and stuff like that you know um but this is awesome i think it literally plays to sean like you said everything that we we always talk about every time a movie comes out it's like we need to cater to people at this level and with the thing that we are actually trying to save which is comics and at least they chose a good movie to do it with. They did. They're doing it with the Venom. Yeah, movie. excellent, an excellent film to start with. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you think about baby, it, honestly, baby, you've been known. They they've they've done very well by this movie in terms of you know um, press, right? Because uh, we've got the awesome trailers that they've put out so far. We've got Eminem's uh, Venom theme song. Uh, and then we've got this comic book. This is brilliant. This is fantastic. And the Snapchat filter. The Venom Snapchat filter, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get Pete to use that oh more. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly. Over my fucking cold husk yeah. go, uh, of a body. Go, go check it out on our uh, on our Instagram. Go uh, go give that a couple likes. That's right. There is a picture of Pete with the Venom symbiote on him. We need to repost that because that's mm. fantastic. Yes. I want that up there every day. Like as a countdown to Venom. We should uh, maybe maybe we should put oh it. Oh my god! I'll, t- maybe I'll we take should one put every it day. The, uh, the pal's profile pic on uh, Facebook. Yes, yes, absolutely. Stop. I love it. Um, so we, we obviously will be reviewing Venom when it does release. We will also be putting out the Venom Lethal Protector Book Club episode. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. That'll be coming out this. It- 
That way you can enjoy a piece uh, and, of Venom and content. I think I believe if I'm not mistaken, the four four of us will be together when that comes out because it overlaps <laughs> with Comic Con weekend. Indeed, it does. It does. So that's a rich tradition. We always see a movie during these cons. We saw Deadpool 2 during Philadelphia Wizard World. We saw Wonder Woman last year at Philadelphia Wizard World. So it's kind of cool. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know if it's a tradition when it happens every weekend. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that I'm going to have, you know, the support of you guys when I'm going through that really shut trying up. time of seeing through that movie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> are, are Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> so I yeah, ask myself that question every week. Something else that we're all really excited about, Venom aside, is the third season of Daredevil, which now has a release date of October nineteenth. So right oh, around yes. the corner. And Halloween, spooky Daredevil. Spooky scary. That's right. Um, yeah, no, this is fantastic. This is a good piece of Marvel content to get excited about in October. What's up, Pete? Are you still bitching? Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this has got to be the next of Venom, of course. This has to be the superhero IP I'm most excited for. It has to be. Um, the the track yeah the track same. record is outstanding. Um. I I genuinely believe that the two seasons of Daredevil are the best thing that Marvel Studios has ever released. Um, and at this point, that's in high company because there's things like Infinity War, Black Panther, and Winter Soldier, and Civil War. Um, but that's how good I think that Netflix show is. I agree. 100%. And this, this teaser was uh, perfect. You know, like, um, or the teaser and the trailer we've gotten so far, I, sh- I should say. Uh, because they're they're light, they're quick, they don't give too much away, like, and that's that's what I want. Like, all I wanted was the date. So, getting a little sizzle reel alongside that is just what I want. I'm ready for this. Yeah, uh, I I don't have much more to add. I think this is fantastic. Uh, we will review this, right? Yes, we're yes, gonna, yes. We're gonna uh, uh, buckle uh, down. Yeah, one thousand percent. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we missed uh, Luke Cage 2 and, and Iron Fist 2, but this is one you can definitely expect. So stay tuned before. for that. Maybe there'll be a, Van- a Venom cameo, huh? Oh. What if Venom takes over Matt Murdock? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about comics. This is a comic book podcast, of course. Let's talk a little bit about what's actually happening in the world of comics. We are getting a Killmonger miniseries uh, this December. It's actually going to be written by Brian Hill. Right. Yes. Um, So very exciting. This is a weird one, though, Um, just because it's not exactly clear what version of this we're getting, what version of Killmonger we're getting. So I'm I'm assuming just based off the cover, or at least the one of the promo images they provided, it's going to be somewhat tangentially related to, uh, the movie. And uh, but again, that's like just assuming based off that first image. Uh, I think that they they're definitely going to try to play into the success of that character that they've seen. So I wouldn't you know expect them to uh like not want to include this. And I feel like. For Shuri, they 
didn't they recently do something? Yeah. Um, and well, remind me, I, I I don't remember if it was the movie character or like the actual. It's it's uh, a blend. Like they they appropriated the personality of the movie version, but put it on the comic book version. So I think they're going to do a similar thing here. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure while you're reading this, you have to listen to the Killmonger song by Kendrick Lamar, Future, and J-Rock while reading it. Yes. King's King's dead? Yes. All hail King Killmonger. So yeah. Yeah. That's my um, contribution. The art is by Juan Ferreira, Ferreira uh, which is pretty great. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I love Brian Hill, but I don't like I don't like it so much when characters get popular on film and they completely change them for the comic. Star Lord, I love that. So last bit of news here is uh, about Chelsea Kane. Now we talked about last week, I believe, about Vision and Marvel canceling. That comic book, right? Uh, just a, a couple of months out of from its actual release, uh, Chelsea Kane at the time didn't have a ton to say simply because she didn't know a ton, I suppose. Uh, but now she is speaking out clearly against Marvel, um, and in a in an interview that she did with the Daily Beast, she talked about the cancellation of the series, um, and she alleged some pretty interesting things about Marvel. Uh, she said that she was asked not to talk about it um, when she t- was told that the book was being canceled. Uh, she had the following to say. I really didn't like being told not to talk about it. I didn't like being told that they just kind of wanted to leak it to the press and then let it go and not have anybody make the story bigger by granting interviews or answering questions, even just online or anything. Yeah, I'm dead to them. Trust me. I guess there is that freedom of being like, well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. So, not looking good. Uh, read the article for yourself because there's a lot of heavy, heavy uh, allegations in here. Um, and she talks about other things as well, including comics, skate, and and all that jazz. Um, but she says that she's not afraid of Marvel, and she's not afraid to speak about these issues because. Uh, ultimately, she's not a comic book writer. Uh, that Those are her words, not mine. She says that that's an empowering statement to be able to make because it frees her from what other comic book writers have to go through. So on that same note, I have so many friends who work in comics who this kind of stuff happens to in one form or another, not uncommonly, and nobody can speak up. They're always told what messages they can share and the things that they're supposed to lie about. And you have to do it because otherwise you won't have that next job. And it's not just Marvel Comics, it's the freelancer economy in a way I think that most people do not understand. I have said this before and I will say it again, but it is a class action lawsuit waiting to happen. Like, I'm just amazed that some lawyer, some union hasn't come in and say, hasn't come in because it's crazy. It's crazy. And they're all such adorable comic geeks and have all been doing this since they were 17 and they've never had any other kind of job. And I think they really don't realize how insane it is. She's right. Uh, I I don't know. That, that, That came off as kind of, at least for me, a little rude as if saying that you know like they haven't because they're in this bubble they're sort of 
not privy to what's going on in the outside world. Like I'm pretty sure that they are. I, I mean, they definitely are aware that you know this is the sort of shit that doesn't fly in other places. But it is also freelancing, and I feel like that's also unfortunately the nature of freelancing in the United States, um, which makes it really difficult to sort of push back because you're not technically employees of a company and they can't really abide by the conditions that you try to put into place because you're ultimately not a part of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. But I think her point is like, that's definitely part of the problem that like freelance, that is a very predatory culture. But I think what she's also saying is totally true though, that like uh, a union would fix that problem. You know, they they could set rules for how freelancers have to be treated and what a minimum acceptable payment is, what minimum acceptable yes. like and health insurance or those kinds of things. Like that's that's the purpose of unions is to fight on workers' behalves. And the fact that there isn't a comic book writers union or even a Marvel union or a DC union is a problem. And it's not surprising because we see shit like this all the time. The the, the example that immediately springs to mind is the situation with the WWE. And you know, there was an incident thirty is years it? ago. Yes. The one that 30, immediately springs to mind? Yes. Because yeah. 30 years ago, Jesse Ventura tried to unionize wrestlers and are treated as contractors, even though they represent the company and they can't go elsewhere and stuff like that. They yeah, sign on their likeness. Their appearance like... because it's their brand for the company, stuff like that. Um, the reality is when you are in a bubble like that, it's very easy to get exploited by your employer or the person that's paying you. And, and it's especially easy for her to to say that and be in a position to call them out. Because, because she's not she, in that bubble. She's not in that bubble. She's our, she's a novelist. She writes for TV. She's got other things going on. Yeah. Right, like she's a writer, not a comic writer. And I don't I and I don't think she's saying that and I'm not saying that no. as like a dig. It's just the difference of that's not her bread and butter. That's not the only thing she does for a living. And if Marvel wants to blacklist her and say, well, you can't ever write for us again, it's ultimately not, you know, no skin off her nose. Like, it's a lost opportunity, but she's got this other image book coming out. Like, she, like you said, has the ability to go write for TV or pump out another book. Like, she can do other things. Whereas if your bread and butter is that you're a comics writer and you get blacklisted by the big two because you're tough to deal with or you're trying to, you know, do whatever, like, that could end your career if you're not big enough to carry an image book or something like that. You know, if you're somebody who's in the middle, you're like a jobber, you've got to keep your head down and hope that they give you the next gig because you're because you feel that you're lucky to be there. And ultimately you are because at the end of the day, because there aren't unions, because of the culture that we've set up here with most creative industries, if you don't do it, there's somebody else who's hungry for that opportunity that will. And they know that and they're going to take advantage. It sounds like she had a really intense relationship with the Kira Yoshida. Uh, I, I mean, look, I ultimately I think I probably agree with that, but we see this all over the place. Any any industry where an individual person is kind of um, any creator driven industry, right? It's not just creator driven industries; it's just but the like entire ta- country where, where there's where there's um where there's talent, right? So like, uh, so for yeah. example, in film. If you you can get blackballed very easily for not, you know, towing the line when it comes to whatever narrative you they want you to have based on whatever you're doing. Batista can say what he wants to say about Disney and he'll probably be okay because 
he's a big enough movie star to be able to do that. They, but uh, they have unions, though. They have the Screen Actors Guild. Their writers have unions. Like they can contest shit like this because in all entertainment, Hollywood abuse ran extremely rampant throughout the entire Golden Age of Cinema. Yeah, but you're gonna say that that actors don't get blacklisted by directors and by certain producers. But like, unless unless you completely mess up to the point where the union doesn't even back you, like Mel Gibson saying extremely anti-Semitic remarks. Like you'll most of these people still find work. Okay, yeah, sure. But what happened to Ke- what what happened to Catherine Heigl? I think. Well, just just to like put a pin in that and like make a sub point. I think it's like it's very similar to um, you like what you're saying there with the Screen Actors Guild. Like they can have someone on their behalf to like lobby mm-hmm. against unfair treatment and like. In other industries like the comic book industry, or like we've talked about it several times on the video game pals and the video game industries. I, I was, yeah, I was going to bring up um, uh, Telltale just this weekend. I knew you were going to talk about it. Right. We'll be talking about that tomorrow on the video game pals, right? And I saw a tweet from one of those guys who said like he worked there for mm-hmm. nine years and like yeah. he didn't even get severance because there there's nothing in place there to protect him. And I think, like you said, with Batista, uh, part of the reason he can do that too is because he has a lobbyist group that will act on his behalf if they try to fuck him out of his contract, but he also wants to get out of it. Right. So it's like, I, I think the rules are a little different for those people because there yeah. are safety nets in place aside from and just the, reality is the United States is perhaps like the, the least class conscious country in, in the world of the developed world of uh, the developed countries. The, the, like just the general labor conditions have deteriorated the last 40 years. And when you have something like comic book writers who get just, General, they've been genuinely shafted for the entire existence of this industry. Things have gotten gradually better because of people like Neil Adams really batting to their rights, and there's like the cartoonist union and stuff that has a little bit of overlap. But by and large, you know, if you're a freelancer, you live or die by, you know, a lot of luck. And and your ability to keep your yeah. like to stay in line, you know, because if you're if you're a problem, there's a mill like um. Chelsea said, right, there's a million other diehard fans with scripts or portfolios that are yeah. ready to try and take your spot. Well, at the same time, I don't she she makes some she she makes some comments here like she wanted to leak this information. She wanted to get ahead of Marvel and talk about this and I don't think that's the right call. You know, um is that if, what she said? She wanted to leak the script or leak is, the book. Is that is that what it was? That's what I read. Or I thought I read. Oh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe she said that. But even then, that's that's not okay to do either, right? Like, um, it, yeah, sure, it's her script, but it's their character. Yeah, you can't you can't just do that. Um, not right away, anyway, right? Like, I think that would be a thing that would probably be okay to do yeah. a couple years down the um, line. But 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 again, like, if you're a problem in any industry. You know, getting blackballed makes sense to me. Uh, if Marvel doesn't want to work with her again because she's come out and said these things, I can understand why. But I don't think that's the case necessarily. You say problem. I say I, I, people that are like quote unquote problems are people that drive change and things like this because Lord knows that the CEO, the manager, 
what have you, any person in a position of authority within a company isn't going to be that force of change because it's not in that company's interest to benefit its workers. They're trying to make the bottom line maximum dollar possible. And so when you have someone like her, you know, rattling the bell, blowing the whistle, you need people like that. Because On that's what, you, though? Well, she's talking about the nature of freelance writing and how it's crazy that there isn't a union. Well, yeah, but that's a that's a tangential topic. A lot of people have talked about that. The topic of why of what she said about Marvel in the wake of her of this book being canceled is what I'm talking about. They they asked her to kind of just let it go. She's not going to do that. And that's totally fine. She don't have to do that. But what I'm saying is, what did Marvel do wrong? Well, they canceled her Mockingbird book three issues in and then when she was harassed about the last cover not just harassed but you know the whole of comics gate went after her and uh, they said oh sweet thing i'm so sorry and then not long after that gave her vision and then after two years and four issues already being in the can they completely canceled it she was paid for her work and it's it's their prerogative to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. It doesn't make it not shitty. I mean, it feel it feels bad, right? Like it doesn't feel good to have that happen to you as a creator. But I don't think that 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 represents something insidious about Marvel. I think it, I think for her, it's more than just a paycheck. She doesn't need these paychecks, I don't think, because she's got these. Well, let's not. We don't know that. I, I, right, but like the way it comes off, she she makes it seem like. She's got a safety net of her own, right? She's got other things to rest on for her career. She's writing that's comics because she feels yeah. like writing comics, not because that's how it's it her sole source of income. Um, my point is, to me, it seemed like she was doing this for the art. She had a story she wanted to tell, and she wanted to put it out. This is no different than someone like Alan Moore wanted to do shit like this and DC kind of jerking him around 30 years ago. This is about a creator wanting to put out their work. And so for her, I don't think it is the financial aspect. I think it's her trying to tell a story that's now never going to be told. Yeah, but when you work for Marvel or DC, you're playing the game. We all know how it goes. If you want, if you, if all you care about, yeah, you're absolutely right. You are playing a game, but that doesn't make the game right. Like it's still bullshit. But it doesn't. It it doesn't make it. It doesn't make it malicious or insidious either. It just is what it is. They have different plans. Their plans for Vision don't align with what her what what she's doing in her book, and for that reason, they felt rightly or wrongly, in terms of the decision making, that it didn't that it shouldn't be published. Uh, that doesn't make them evil people. That makes them people who have a vision that they're trying to execute. That makes them people who conduct themselves bullshitly. I don't agree. I don't see that at all. If they're committing bullshit, then they're <laughs> acting bullshitly. Like it's not bullshit. I missed Kale. I did if, it. If, well, <laughs> we've we've gotten into it three times already. <laughs> if if the game is rigged and bullshit, then it's it's bullshit. Like it's not rigged. If you want to write for someone else's character, know you know the ropes. It's it's more than that though because. They gave her a contract to write this book, and they pulled the rug out from her. And right, they have the legal—it's completely legal to do so. 
is it ethical to do so? I don't know. And, and you could now ethics. It, a- a- ethics. Yes, <laughs> that's what fucking that, matters. That's the conversation. Like you're right. It's legal. She, the company, didn't do anything wrong. Didn't do anything illegal. The conversation here is ethics. I don't see a problem with what they did. It's their character. They have every right to do so. It doesn't fit with their with what they want to do. The same thing happened with Edgar Wright in the film world, and I don't have a problem with that either. I mean, it is what it is. It's their world. If you don't like that, you shouldn't write for Marvel or DC. Plenty of other creators have made that choice. It's a completely valid choice in today's comic book climate, and I don't see the problem. I, I, don't, I never liked that argument where it's like, if you don't like it, tough beans go elsewhere. The reality is the big money, for the most part, is with Marvel and DC. And if you want to put, like, the fact that it's so stringent, I don't think it's completely fair. There are other ways they could have done this. They could have made the Vision book, you know, its own thing. I mean, DC does a lot of books that they publish that's not really in the mainline continuity. That could have been this. For, for all we know, this could have been another classic. Now, if the sales were really bad, then you could have canceled it. That's another thing entirely because it's a financial matter. That doesn't seem like that was the issue here, though. Yeah, the and issue was... Top... Go ahead. And on top of that, they've hung her out to dry two or three times. Yeah, but Mockingbird was canceled due to low sales. That happens. I think there's a reason sure. why so many writers have been leaving Marvel. The, yeah, but you're acting as if this isn't something that could happen just as easily at DC Comics. It could, but it hasn't lately, at least. I I wouldn't even say that... I wouldn't even say I'm making that case. I think I think it is the problem that, like, you know, because they're because of the way the comic book industry breaks down, like the big two are, you know, like they have a monopoly on a biopoly yeah, on the industry, absolutely. basically, you know, and 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 I think that's that's why this is so problematic is that like because there isn't um, a, a group of you know powerful creators to push back against Marvel and DC. It's that your point, Sean, that like, if you want to play their game, you've got to play by their rules. And, and that was the second, that the you make a fair. good point. That was the second instance where specifically artists were given a lot more co- better compensation is when all those Marvel artists left to create image comics in the early nineties, because it was all creator driven. And this forced Marvel and DC to actually better compensate their artists. But they're still in the Stone Age here, and unless you know you have a group of really high-profile writers, you know, band and do something that maybe you know somehow improve this situation, it's the same issue because there is no incentive for Marvel and DC to actually behave more ethically. So you're saying that it's Marvel's responsibility to publish the run, even though it is no longer in line with what they're trying to do with that character. No, I think it's Marvel's responsibility to try and have the most positive relationship they can yes. with the creators that they're working with. And I think the way that they handled this situation yes. is gross a little bit. And I, and I don't think it like makes them this no, evil corporation or anything like that. But I think I think it's a clear example of them not treating Chelsea Kane with respect. And yeah, um, which to your point, right? Um that's that's fine. She's within her right to leave, and they're within their right to not want to work with her. But it doesn't mean that I feel good about the way that they're treating talent in this situation, you know? Um, and I don't think it means that they have to publish the book, but I think, 
saying, hey, we're going to take this thing that you've been working on for two years, can it, and ask you to not talk about it publicly and just try to, like, make it blow over is, like... Yeah, it, it it just it just seems especially very like they, especially when they announced announced it what a month or two ago. And what's the what's the implication of that? Where yeah. you have the HR department or or the PR department basically saying, you know, we're gonna sweep this under the rug, don't talk about it. That sounds bad. That sounds like they know what they're doing is not the best thing. This happens all the time. They I just don't, don't want to get negative like, press over it. This is not. That's not. There's no and, conspiracy and theory. Why this would is there, like. Why would this happens across every industry? Because they they know there's negative press thing. for a reason. Why not just be genuine about it? Yeah, like why not just be like, hey, like Chelsea's vision was we decided was not in line with what we wanted to do for the like make a public statement about because, it and because let her the, talk about the reaction it. You know, like, that I, everyone is having, everyone would have. I, I think that's it's worse why. now than it would have been the other way. Of course, of course it is, and that's yeah, probably short sighted. But this is what happens. Sure, but just because it happens yeah. all the time doesn't. Mean I don't. It's okay. I, I genuinely don't see the problem. Like, the, that's the way comics work, and there's nothing wrong with that. If if you don't like that, don't work for Marvel or DC. They have. They have characters that they have a vision for it's not the same as if, if, if we were talking about like a book of hers that was not not a big two character i would be completely in line but you have to toe the line i i can't agree with that sentiment of being like that's just how blank works because you know 150 years ago when like the coal mining industry was very prominent in this country and there was child laborers it was like well we need okay to, okay well, you're going but, you're, no 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 one no 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 one is defending child labor but, phil i know like I know. don't don't take it to another level and I, I, I recognize Listen, that it's a straw man point but my my point that's here ridiculous is that they you they just s- admitted it's a straw man point the, why would you even try to make that point? because i'm trying to explain that they this a similar argument was made in the sense that well we need children to do this because their hands get in smaller places. It's essential for the actual economy of this occupation. It, when when you say anything is like, well, that's just the way X is. That that I think that's inherently nearsighted. The Marvel it, Cinematic it, it, Universe is better because they operate that way than than it would be if they didn't. I don't know if that's true because I think the first two well, were real. Hey, guess what? DC tried it with Zack Snyder, and that shit sucked. Fox tried it too with Brian Singer, and that shit sucked. The only time it's worked has been. I don't how know. Is that a bad comparison? comparison? I, oh, I said I how, didn't think it's an how did we get on because the be, just be uh, just because just because I think that the reason that those didn't work out was because there wasn't like foresight, not because you know there was a. Well, um, like a stringent like rule set. And look set what happens was, when like, there was an Activision. You had you know, Christopher Nolan make a very popular trilogy of movies that have nothing to do with a tied-in universe. Ditto with Logan. When you have a creator who has an actual vision for a film, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about shared universes. That's what we're talking about. Vision is a character in a shared universe. That's the only thing we're discussing right now. But then to Kill's point, if if the book was just not in line with what they wanted for a sequel to Tom King's vision, why not just have it be a uh, you know, um, 
Yeah, just its own thing. Just that's like out of continuity. Because like there has been because, two years of work on it. Because Marvel like, doesn't do I, that typically. And, and we don't I, know we don't know what was in that book. We don't know if the if there were certain elements of that book that wouldn't allow that to make sense. We haven't read it, so it's hard to say why. It is hard to say, but I, I guess I also think like and this is a little bit like tinfoil hat, so take it with a grain of salt, but I, I think it's also a little bit interesting that like they cancelled the book so soon after they had announced it when there was they four issues yeah, they, turned they in. announced it like, in July. That is weird. Like they've been they've been having pages turned in for two years and have been approving everything and then they released it, there was controversy and now they Wait, can't. what was the controversy? And it's like just that when they announced it, a lot of people were like, We don't want this. Like it should only be Tom King and you know, like a lot of people already I don't, hate Chelsea I, don't King. I don't think they're responding like they're, to backlash. And I'm I'm not saying that they are. But I'm saying that I think, like, the timing does seem suspect because of the fact that, like, why was this not a problem for two years and then two months after it's announced it's canceled? Why even announce it? Like, how did – what changed in two months? And and you're right. We don't know. I'm, I said that was a tinfoil thing. It is, like, I'm speculating wildly because there is no answer. But, like, there was a breakdown in that relationship for some reason. And it's interesting that it happened two months after the book was announced when it was finally I mean, look, all we have to go by is Chelsea Kane's words because Marvel ain't talking about it. And she doesn't apply any of that kind of stuff to this. Right. She's not accusing them of that. So, uh, in any event, it's obviously <laughs> a very interesting um, – development over there and i'm glad i personally am glad that she's saying these things uh because even though i don't think it's a problem that marvel chose to do this uh i also don't necessarily know that we shouldn't hear why um how that affects her relationship with marvel remains to be seen will they work together again she says she's dead to them uh, I don't know if that's just her speculation or if she was told something that leads her to believe that. But her other points about the industry at large, I think, are um, pretty apt. In particular, that uh, writers for Marvel and DC don't get health care. I'd love to see that change. So uh, we'll see how this develops going forward. And uh, I hope that uh, Chelsea Kane's next book does well. All right, so we're going to end the show today with something a little special for our 100th edition. Uh, Marco has prepared a little game of Jeopardy for us. So I'm actually going to turn it over to Marco so that he can explain the rules and get this thing started. We can yeah. we can tweet a picture of this Jeopardy board, too, so people can follow along. Uh, he's, he's already done oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it's on Instagram. Uh, and did we tweet it out? If not, we can. Uh, yeah, I'll... Yeah, throw it up on Twitter if it's not. Um, So yeah, so Jeopardy. I started watching this recently, like randomly, and I was like, we should do this. Behind the damn, honestly, I've honestly never seen it up until that point. Shit, I've watched Jeopardy for twenty years, dude. Yeah, dude. That is the most random thing for you to get into as a twenty-five-year-old man. Beyond me. You know uh, what? what? You guys know Alex Trebek is retiring, right? Yeah, like a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean's devastated. Andy, and, and, oh, shit. <laughs> good. He hasn't been the same Andy since Rick he got rid of his mustache. He's the new Jeopardy host. Oh no, he's not. He's not good enough. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this game. All right, so it plays the same way regular Jeopardy does. Uh, you'll have a score 
under each um, different sort of subsection or category. Uh, and it, the score will sort of denote its quote unquote difficultness. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to start with Kale. Whoa. Uh, as why? you guys. Yeah, why Kale? Because he. he, he it, because he, he came back. So I'm full. Because I'm full of disingenuous bullshit. That's, <laughs> That's why. A fact. Um. And so, just like one other set of rules, um, you have to answer in the form of a question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just in case you haven't watched it, like I haven't for the past twenty-five years. Um, Are you talking to yourself? So, I could be. Go on. Carry on. <laughs> um. So the categories are superpowers, which speaks for itself comic book movies and these would be specific to movies um within the past i want to say 30 years so n- nothing super old i don't think um so not superman actually <laughs> there is one superman reference so yes okay so all of all the, the comic, comic book movies, movies okay. then is what it- this is specifically <laughs> Great, thank you all the comic book movies um arcs where we take a look at super famous arcs uh usually they'll have a title so uh it's sort of the the stories at large that you have across either issues or within runs um sounds like it to me this one was fun because it's basically you're gonna have to figure out the onomatopoeias for specific characters or sounds. Oh God! What? Oh my God! Wow. Okay. And then the industry at large is sort of taking a look at our broader knowledge of the comic book industry. Uh, this is ranging from either honoraries um, to uh, general knowledge about industry sort of events and/or changes uh, from an organizational standpoint. So you're ineligible okay. to play, right? You're actually not playing. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just hosting. Okay. Is there a I am Trebek. Is there a double jeopardy? There is not a double jeopardy, Phil. I've told you this, Phil. Uh, whatever. And the mechanism <laughs> by which we chime in to take a turn oh. is So what we'll do is Kale's gonna start, right? So he'll provide the first one. So let's say just randomly it was comic book movies for two hundred. Uh, in our Facebook chat, actually, uh, what I'll do is I'll put down comic book movies. And then under that, you'll just press the emoji. And so once the question once oh the God, question okay. pops up, if you know it after you've either read it or fin- heard me finish speaking, um, you will have to press our little emoji, which at this time is a skull. There you go. Uh, and you would be the first person that I would choose. All right, cool. So, wait, so let's do this. Do we choose what? the categories or do you, Marco? We do. So, yeah. Okay. We do. Just to make sure, because that's Jeopardy. Uh, so, Kale, pick the first one. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll go superpowers for 500. Oh, he's going big. Whoa, he's going big. Okay. So, soups for 500. Here we go. Okay. Wait, Sean. Oh, I, you said once we see it, we chime in. I don't know. <laughs> but you didn't even click it yet. Oh, okay. You didn't ask the question yet. I'm going to clear it. This, this superhero is able to merge two or more animals and exploit their joint abilities. Oh, Kale. Oh, damn it. Who's Animal Man? No. Nope. I got it. I'm in. Eh. I'm in. Go. Phil. Who is Bawana Beast? Phil is on the board nice. at 500 and, off the bat. And Kale's Very minus good. 500. Jesus. Okay. And that's right, Kale. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Okay. 
All right, Phil, go for it. Oh, that's right. Oh, man, this is cool. I like this. I'm going to start small, unlike the Bat Wang. Um, <laughs> let's do arcs for 100. Arcs for 100. Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Watson finally sealed the deal during this arc. Uh-oh, uh-oh. With the chats. Oh, Kale. What is the wedding of Spider-Man? What is the wedding? Oh, that's wow. a ridiculous question. Sealed <sighs> the deal? That could mean had sex. <laughs> what type of question is that? I'm like, wait, were you talking about when they had first had sex or when they got married or what? That's <laughs> oh my god. Fine, fine. That 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 oh, you should wipe that. That's ridiculous. No, I mean, and Kale is now at minus four hundred. <laughs> well, Kale, Kale, Kale needs the points. Kale needs the points now. <laughs> All right. And and um, I will be taking off points. Because I feel like it. So, okay. Uh, uh. Ready? Yeah. Uh, Kale. So this also has this also has the Hogwarts house cup rules applied, where Marco can just take points away right. you know for what? no Be- reason. Plus 100 points. What the fuck? Yes. All right. The industry at large at 300. This cartoonist and graphic, and this cartoonist and writer popularized the term graphic novel. Mm. Kale again. Kale. Who's Scott McCloud? Yeah, I was gonna guess that too. Fuck. Wow, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really? know, that I know oh, this. Oh wait, is it? Uh, is it? Oh, yeah, hit I, the thing. Yeah, I forgot I have Sean. to do the thing. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, do the thing, do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got in first. Sean. Oh, Fine. Phil, you're right. Phil, Phil, go. Is it Spiegelman? No, oh, it is not. That's what I was gonna Sorry. say. Damn. Oh, interesting. All right, fine. Time. Will Eisner. Oh. Eisner. oh. What? Wow. Oh, guys, this is fun. <laughs> no, I, I would, would not have, I would guessed, not have guessed that. Uh, so I'm at so it's back to me. Phil it's back to me, right? Kale. I'm at 200 yeah. now. Yep. I lost 300. And Kel, you're at minus 700. Welcome <laughs> 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 back, buddy. Kel, but All right. All right. Comic book Go. movies for 500. This character's movie has the lowest Rotten Tomato score at 7%. Uh, Kale just jumped in again. Kale. Folks. Who's Catwoman? He's got nothing to lose. Fuck. No, Super we're supposed man. to keep guessing. What oh, the you're, no, oh wait, my wait, God. You didn't let his answer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was... Sorry, what? that was Marco, what the oh fuck? Oh, my God. What happened? He revealed he, the no. answer. We were supposed to have other opportunities to guess. Oh, my we bad. didn't get to what guess. A, what, a, what kind of game is this? Minus five for the hundredth episode. Look at the, <laughs> the host. The game is great. It's oh the my host God. that's the problem. Mar- we got a professional in here. Kale is minus twelve hundred <laughs> now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Nice. <laughs> All right, Kale, you pick the category again. Kale has to get so many questions <laughs> right, <even laughs> just to like <laughs> get back on the board. <laughs> He needs that double jeopardy. All right. Sounds like it to me for 200. When a new god needs to travel, this sound is oh, used. Um, Kale again, everyone. Kale. <laughs> boom. Is it- uh, in the form of a question, please. What is boom? What we is boom? We haven't done that once. <laughs> okay. No, I answered in the form right. of a question. I said who was Buwana Beast. Yeah, I've, I've done, oh, I've done everyone but that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, and that was 200, so you're at 1,000. Negative 1,000. <laughs> He's coming back. He's coming Kale. back, guys. <laughs> All right, Kelly, you're, you're up again. Pick another category. Uh, 
Sounds like it to me for 300. Oh, I don't like this category already. I'm the best. There is a wet ID. Oh, uh, Pete. Yeah, Pete, get a next. See, well, I, need to, I need read, my phone out for this. Read, like, I don't even have my phone out. Read, read the question, no, Marco, for the listeners. Oh, I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do isn't very nice. All right, Pete. Pete. Who is Wolverine? Oh, no. Damn it. Damn it. it you got the category wrong, Pete. It's, you have to, it's the onomatopoeia. Um, oh. oh, oh, I have to Kale, say what. Kale I have got to say before like, me and Sean. No. All right, Wait, what? What am I supposed to say? The sound he yes. makes when he says that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Right, Damn what it. is fuck? Snicked. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Fuck. All right, that's negative seven hundred for this nerd, and now Pete <laughs> is at negative three hundred. <laughs> yeah. No, he's at negative. He's at negative. Oh, was it two hundred? Okay, Kel's at negative eight hundred, yeah. and Pete's at negative two hundred. Because Pete had his his plus one hundred. Oh, so it was a three hundred. Oh, that's right, true. Continue. It's only two. That's stupid. Fuck. God damn it. All right. Um, all right. We got that Kale. one. Kale. Kale's picking Com- all the... Comic book yeah. movies for 300. All right. Oh. God damn it. What are you doing? What are you I- doing? <laughs> Marco. Marco. Oh I pressed my God. the wrong so one. So he's now Listen eliminated us. two Marco questions. I pressed the, the wrong one. button, and then we all saw oh the answer my. to this it. This is the worst thing we've ever done on this show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all, right, all right. Comic movies. All right. 300. It's the Daily Double. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kale can wait. All right, this wait, is wait. Specifically so this just is- for Kale. Yes. And he can wager so, up to a thousand since he's negative. Before Avengers and Justice League, this superhero movie was the most expensive in history. How much are you wagering, Kale? You're at negative 700. Uh, 700. Avengers and Justice League. 700 and then plus the 300, right? Well, he's just doing 700. So he'd be even. Okay, okay. That's so great out of sync. <laughs> Kale? <laughs> what is The Dark Knight Rises? No! You can show us the answer to this one. There is no chance to. What is Spider Man 3? <sighs> Damn it! That was going to be my guess! Fuck! No, it wasn't! Damn it! I knew it was a Spider-Man <laughs> Kale movie. is at negative 14. Yeah! <laughs> Damn it. I do like Kale being in the gutter. It's where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kale, you can pick again. Uh, the industry at large for 400. Now remember, click the, click the right thing and then give us all a chance to answer unless someone gets it right. Publish, publishing the first comics in the U.S., series like Ace Comics, Blondie, and Dick Tracy were their flagships. Hmm. That's a good question. I wrote an article about this. It's on the yeah, CBR boy. Where, where, where's your god now? Wow, nobody. Hold on. How much time do we get here? Uh, I'm gonna give you guys the 20 seconds. No, that's too long. Five seconds. Fine, five seconds. Well, actually, no. <sighs> I will give you guys ten. Well, I'm out. I'm out here too. Go, here go, here go. Oh, Kale. What oh, is, Kale. What is McKay Publications? Wow! Ladies and gentlemen, Kale was right. Damn, he's at negative what a thousand now? A thousand again? He's at negative a (laughs) thousand, and you know what, Kale? Fuck yeah! I'll give you five hundred. Okay, so he's negative five hundred. 
You just gave him 500 points? Yes. You have no room to complain. You got plus 100, Pete. <laughs> this is just crazy. And, uh, Kale, that's you again. Uh, sounds like it to me for 500. Ooh, 500? I feel like this one isn't 500 worthy, but you guys tell me. It's okay, host. You know you're criticizing This fuzzy your own blue game. character gets around from one puff of smoke to the other. Who got it first? I don't know. Oh, whoa, Kale. Jesus. You guys <laughs> How are was that? Oh, my God, man. <laughs> was it me? I you think it was. Yeah, Kale, I was in third. Yes. What is bad? <laughs> What is that? Kale's even that now. That is 500. Kale is even. Damn, Kale's dominating Holy the board shit. right now. And a lot of them are wrong, <laughs> but... <laughs> the... He's had 100% participation. That's <laughs> <laughs> the old Wayne Gretzky axiom is right. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. All right. <laughs> All right. Superpowers for 400. This occasional member of the X-Men is a friend of Miles Morales. Oh, Kale. Who's what? You finished reading the question. Right, this occasional member of the X-Men and friend of Miles Morales can produce golden balls. Who's gold Kale. balls? Yeah. On my on my phone, I'm ahead of Kale. I will show you. Are this you really? is ridiculous. Are, yes. Are you really? On mine, uh, 100%. On yeah, on, oh, shit. Yeah, on mine, it's Kale. On my phone, it's me. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're getting, you're getting This fun. is crazy. <laughs> so... Lag is a thing. We should have buzzers or something. Okay, well... well, well <laughs> what a dumb game. <laughs> Hurry up. New rule. Marco has to be able to finish the question. It's going to be a four-hour okay, podcast. Okay. <laughs> Wait, well, uh, that was 400. So... Kale, you're at 400. Uh, he's ahead of me now. Kale is in the lead. That's insane. Sounds like it to me for 400. Name one onomatopoeia from the 1966 Batman opening. Sean. Hey, Sean. Um, what is na 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 na? That's no. not on a mono. Is it? It's not an on a No, it's not. Uh, Kale is next. What is pow? What is pow? Oh. All right, so Kale, he, he's Kale like, in the lead at eight hundred. I feel like we should have to buzz in a second time after somebody gets the question wrong. Just yeah. saying. Try yeah. That. Right. Okay, sure. let's do it. We can do that. All right, we we'll do that. I'll add a, a space under it. Alright, All right, uh, so Kale has what now? 800? Kale is at 800 right Damn. now. Damn, alright. And Sean has yet to make the board. Great. Well, he's off I the mean, board now. Fucking, you're giving away <laughs> free points. He's... Like, <laughs> what are, what are, what's, what's the scores at right now? I'm at negative 200. Sean's at what? Uh, Sean's at zero. No, he got the question wrong. <laughs> he, he just got a question wrong. Oh, I missed it. So he's at negative 400 then. Oh, you're right. Ne- 300. And then what are you at, Phil? Now, you know what? Sean's at awesome. 300. Let's make it interesting. What? <laughs> what I'm giving away points. I like this. He just got 700 points? Of power. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. All right, this well, now bullshit. I like this game. This game is All fucking right. rigged. All right, Kale. All right, comic book movies for 400. Name a movie that isn't a DC, Marvel, uh, or image property. Damn it, Pete. Pete. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Like, that, that's right. Hold on. I don't remember if I put that as an answer. That's right, though. But I mean, but it, but is, it is a correct answer. It so <laughs> it's yeah. So I mean, I, I get, yeah, I get. I, w- the I would have said helpful. <laughs> like, I, I had he got ahead of me there. All right, all right. I'll give it to you, Pete. That was my bet on that one. Oh, no, he's right. Like, it's just, that's just, he's right. What was that worth? Four hundred. All right, so I'm at I'm yeah, at two hundred. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's a spoiled question, man. Right, you get to pick the answer. 
Oh my god, I finally get to pick one. Holy crap. Uh, Alright, let's do Sounds Like It To Me for 100. A Web Slinger's favorite sound. Sean. Sean went in before he yeah, yeah, yeah. finished the question. I, I, yeah, yeah, to be fair, yeah, I did I did go in before. Okay, so then, yes. then it's me, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, what is Thwip? What is Thwip? All right. Woo! Back on the board, baby! Was, All right, so the... That was 400. That was for 300. No, that was 100. That was, I mean, oh, that was the 100. You didn't... Sorry. Yeah, you put, it, you put the wrong value yeah. in there. Okay, so that puts me We're up tired, to 300. All right, Pete. What's up? I'm back. No, Phil, you're at 200. Um, oh, I'm at 200? Oh, all right. I guess yeah. I'm losing. <laughs> I mean, I already was. <laughs> all right, let's do industry at large for 100. Industry at large for 100? Image Comics was founded this year. Oh, Kale. Ugh. Kale. What is 1995? Oh, so close. I, I just rang in. Phil. I'm gonna say uh, as a guess, what is 1993? Ooh, incorrect as yeah. well. All right, close. Pete. Pete was next. What is 1996? No. All right, Sean, you're the last one. Sean. What is 1994? No. 92. All of 92? you guys got really? it wrong. 92. Was it 92? I, knew it, I knew it was early. Fuck. I was off by a year. Damn it. Alright. It's between ninety two so and ninety-three. So that was that yeah, was one hundred. So I'm, I'm down to hundred. Okay, so we all lost hundred points. Uh Pete. Yeah, you still select. Um let's do comic book movies for two. This character has the most film adaptations at a whopping ten. Yeah, I I, I went I just rang in. my accent. Pete. Oh. Uh then. No, I, I rang it's, in it's, a second it's, early. Right, it so. should be me. I believe the character that's been the most films. Who is Batman? Who is Batman? Yeah, all right. There you go. All right, you're at 300. 300, Philly. Back ahead of PD. And just fun facts. Uh, this inc- I included the two serials back in the 40s, so just in case. That's, uh, that's a dicey one, but it, I'll allow it, Counselor. <laughs> um, Phil. Oh, shoot, guys. I get to pick. All right. Now I let's, have the power. Let's... let's Try arcs for five hundred. Ooh, I'm worried about this, but we'll see how it goes. It's gonna be a swamp thing question. Oh my! Oh no! You're probably right. I have only included one swamp thing question. Oh boy. We follow Congressman Carl Lewis's story during the civil rights movement and this Eisner Award-winning trilogy. Trilogy. Up, oh, Kale. Kale. What is March? Yes. That's a Kale question if I've ever heard one. What is March? What's Kale have now? Uh, let's see. This is that was a five hundred question. Five three. He has twelve hundred. Oh my god! He went from negative like sixty <laughs> thousand <Shit>. to. Did <laughs> you take back his pity points and make this yeah, a fucking you round again? Him, like points. I think I gave Sean the same thing. No, you gave him three hundred. Seven hundred points. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Kale. All right. Superpowers for three hundred. Guys, I don't know about you, but I think Marco has this thing rigged. This is like a regular mojo verse in here. Are you no. kidding me? <laughs> that was a glitch on the Excel. I don't know I'm what happened. Awesome. <laughs> Wait. You're just wiping out my ability to get back in this game at <laughs> this every opportunity, Marco. This character the ability Marco. to understand any and all languages. Oh, is it Wonder Woman? Who, who, is, who is Cypher? Or Cypher. <laughs> or Cypher. <laughs> all right. That one you get. 
You fucking yeah, ass. My bad. Hey, you should give me those points, man. I came in first on that one. <laughs> no, I think hey, I did. Hey. I did. I on my. No, I, I see. I see. Uh, I see Sean. Sean as well. Is it okay? I got Sean it. gets three hundred. Yeah, mine hey. did the same thing. That's, what do you mean? Sean's he at gets five. Sean's in second. This is the. You showed him the fucking answer. answer. I haven't gotten any free points yet. Everyone else has. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a hundred. No, no, you I get, don't feel too bad for you, you either. Sean and Sean and Kale both got in the neighborhood of five to seven hundred. Listen, I don't agree with it. I don't stand by it, but I am here for it. You know, for for whining, Phil, you get uh, negative whatever, huh? Negative one hundred. Yeah, right. All right, Sean, pick your category. All right, cool. Let's do uh, comic book movies for one hundred. You know what? Honestly, if it means just pissing on Marco, I'll take all the negative points here. <laughs> no, I already did right. that. Thanks. <laughs> Name a movie that has received an Academy Award. In any movie? Well, Pete. Well, uh, the superhero movie, comic book movie. Okay, Pete, right again. Um, Pete. What is Suicide Squad? What is Suicide Squad? Oh boy. What are we, some kind of suicide squad? All right. I want to commit suicide. We're, <laughs> we're being around the squad. All right. Only a couple left, guys. Hey. Let's see. Uh, uh, okay. Give me Industry at Large for five. Last Let's go big, big one. Because what does that put me at? Oh, yeah. What's, what's Pete have? I, Pete has 300 right now. Final Jeopardy. Fine, Final Jeopardy, back to this one. Marco has stated on multiple occasions that his favorite issue of Swamp Thing, that this is his favorite issue of Swamp Thing. Um, this, so, I mean, for, in order to answer this, we have to like listen to what you say. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have to all write down an answer to Marco privately, even though none of us are going to get this right. So, okay, just shoot him, shoot him a message in, uh, in Messenger. Wait, okay, real quick. What what are our scores right now? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Recap the made up scores. Uh <laughs> Phil is at two hundred, Sean's at five hundred, Pete's at eight hundred, and Kale is at twelve. I thought I was at a thousand. Oh, you're yeah. right, I, I gave you those points. Why did you give him those points? He didn't answer the fucking question. I answered that question. Kale, Kale. No, nothing matters. This is a nihilist <laughs> game. This is insanity. Alright. Pete said, Swamp Thing 50 for 1,000. That's all the marbles, Pete. Don't tell us if he's right yet. Just read all the answers and then say the answer. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, <laughs> Sean and Phil. Yeah, dude! My blood brother. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Issue sixty nine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh I didn't know the damn answer. Uh, Sean uh, bet everything, and uh, Phil wagers nothing. Yeah, I'm not wagering. Lastly, question. <laughs> lastly, Kale read uh, or said issue forty eight for point five points. You're all incorrect. And funny enough, the last game that I made. This is the last ending question. As well. Yeah, because we don't pay attention to you. Final Jeopardy! Yeah, what was the answer? What was it? It's supposed to go into it. Hold on. <laughs> Swamp Thing Annual 2! Oh, okay. Oh, okay, wow. never mind. Cool. I thought it was like around Swamp Thing. I, th I guess I was thinking it was who, Swamp who, Thing 52. So Marco, who but won? It was not. Was it Kale? 
Oh, um, I have to subtract all your points. Uh, I didn't wager anything, so you can't subtract dick for me. So, yeah, Kale wagered 0.5, so he's at... He won. He won. 1,199.5. He won. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wonderful. Kale wins. The rest of us suck. Uh, great game, not really. Um, <laughs> I had some good ones. Great game, we I coast. mean, Marco... Wait, wait, look, th- this one I was ready for. This was for Sean. Great, cool. The question that I would have gotten we didn't get to, that's fantastic. Uh... Great. He's just showing us all the questions God, that we can didn't we get to. Can we just do the fucking plugs? Uh, this <laughs> has been an incredible episode of the Comics Palace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I think we're all ready to sign off. Um, in all seriousness, though, thank you guys again for tuning in, as you always do. We really, really appreciate that. Um and of course, you can hit us up in many, many ways if you have thoughts on this episode or, you know, anything else, quite frankly. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on SoundCloud. You can get us on both of those uh, places or anywhere else that uh, you get your podcasts from, except for Spotify, because whatever, they suck. Um, <laughs> we, we are on social media at The Comics Pals. You can write to us with a buy or sell a random question of the week, or even bad takes that we've had in the past. That could be fun. That would be fun. Uh, you, can, you can write to us at thecomicsfiles at gmail.com with those. And like I said, we are on YouTube where you can leave us a like, drop us a comment, subscribe to our channel, and share this video with your friends. Uh, all of those things are free to do, and they help us out a lot more than they cost you. So that, let's do some plugs. Kale. I'm not, I'm not usually first. Thanks. Thanks for... He throws you a cur- he throws you a curveball one thanks, time. Thanks, thanks on, for listening. Uh, uh, no, for real though, I uh, I did want to thank everyone who donated for the screens heard around the world uh, Kickstarter. Um, the uh, the total goal uh, was passed by a thousand dollars, which is fucking rad. Um, I. I know that uh, the books have been delivered to the person who was organizing the the kickstarter and it's they've been delivered to uh her house so i assume you should be getting those soon um other than that i'm working on more stuff um panels publishing is at thought bubble this weekend um but that's not going to matter on monday when this comes out so um you can go to panels publishing on comiXology and panelspublishing.com and selfie.com slash panels publishing to find the rest of uh, our work and you can find me on twitter and instagram at toto in tow and tell you and uh you can tell me how much uh you didn't enjoy having me back um and i won't come back so bye forever oh and that, that's at toto in tow t-o-t-o-i-n-t-o-w <laughs> perfect pete Cool. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on episode 100 of the Comics Pals and for every other episode that you've joined us on. It means the world to me. Uh, If you want to connect with me, I'm at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on our sister show, The Video Game Pals, along with Sean, which will be launching its brand newly minted YouTube channel this week. So if you've been a fan of that stuff, please go subscribe to that brand new channel so you can keep up with all that content. And, uh, you know, we'll give both, uh, both shows a little bit of space to breathe on YouTube. Um, so go check that out. Please, please support if you're a video gamer. If you haven't checked that show out yet, go check it out. It's got me and Sean on it. It's a great time. We're going to be talking about uh, a ton of stuff tomorrow, like the Telltale layoffs we mentioned earlier. So it should be a good show. 
and then you can also catch our Let's Play show with me and Thompson from the Video Game Pals called Pals Play that will also be over on that brand new channel Monday through Thursday. So go check that stuff out. And uh, you can also support my writing by visiting me at lootpots.com where I've been writing Nintendo news, reviews, and stuff. Uh, I'm doing all kinds of work over there. So if you're into Nintendo shit, uh, you can go give that a like and a follow and uh, keep up with what I'm doing over there. Appreciate it. Marvelous Marco. Marvelous Marco. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Marco Animoto on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I am just waiting on some final pencils from a, the artist I've been working with, with uh, my short story. And um, I'll keep you guys posted. I think we're going to post something maybe for two weeks from now, just when we get those final uh, images in. And then, meh, just keep going from there. Funky, Phil. That's me, baby. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to our most ambitious crossover event yet, though bloated like many crossovers. Uh, sincerely, though, thank you for listening to us for 100 episodes. Uh, it means a lot because the five of us came together to do something that we really love, and I'm glad you guys are able to stick around and somehow trudge through our bananas nonsense like jeopardy um <laughs> otherwise you can find me on social media cyborg bebop on twitter and instagram and um you can talk about me you can talk about me and you can talk about whatever you want with me canadian wolverine Graham morrison uh kingpin whatever it's all a rich tapestry super as for me uh, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Soapbox, where we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, uh, including why we will never again allow Marco to produce a bit for this show. Uh, with that, we're the Comics Pals so close, signing buddy. off for the 100th time. Take care, guys. See you next week, babies. This episode is dish disingenuous bullshit. <laughs>